I'm old and farsighted. Hello and welcome to episode number 194 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Wednesday, September 15th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where it's actually the 14th, but I mean, that's close enough. Yeah, I'm from America's <laughs> left coast. Where I, w- I was just going to say from the left coast where it's still the 14th. But you corrected yourself. Damn you. I'm Ryan Bemrose. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. I don't know why they've got this in the notes. It's, it's very I was going to let you keep going with it and then correct you smoothly. And then you're like, nope, I'm going to. Okay. Time travel. We're doing that yeah. again. It's time travel. Way to totally botch the opening, dude. I know. I mean, I could redo the opening, but that would take time. Yeah. And people already know it because you send this stuff out live. <laughs> and they're listening. Right. It's like, ah, he's an idiot. Doesn't even know what day it is. Besides, it's not even nearly as bad as botching what time the show starts. Well, that's true. Well, it's, it moves. It's a moving target. And if yes. Cold Acid can't handle that, he could just sit right there in Cortese and cry. Also, also in my defense, the, that list was sent out specifically asking podcasters to review it and tell me if I got any of it right. I and I got it. no comments on the grumpy old Ben slot. And <laughs> in fact, if you go back and look, the, the message that I posted, I specific, I tagged a bunch of po- podcasters and made it unlisted. Now, people follow me anyway, and so they pick through my posts and they're like, oh my gosh, an official schedule. It's not fucking official yet. So you see, the fact that I didn't get anybody coming back and saying Grumpy Old Benz is listed at the wrong time on that schedule is technically your fault. You did get a lot of our name isn't right, or can you put this instead? Oh, I want it to be different. Yeah, but nobody bothered to look at the timestamps and be like, no, we don't go at UTC time. We go at central time. Timestamps are hard. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like you look at it and it's with the uh, the live tag goes UTC. And it's just like, uh, is this is this right? I am sure. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't comprehend UTC time. They're like, is this like daylight savings time? I don't know. It's, it, it's this thing called arithmetic, which is something that they don't have time to teach in schools anymore around all of the critical race theory and, and teaching people to be faggots or whatever it is that they do. Well, they don't teach about 9-11. This was an article that I saw that just <laughs> blew my mind 20, 20 years in now. It was so long ago. And it should be in the history book by now. I mean, I understand the first few years that these books in schools don't really change that much, although the better schools now have all the books on an iPad or something. So it's all digital and can be changed instantaneously. If, if a new word becomes problematic, you don't want to say that word unless yeah. you're a douchebag, but with new words changing, but 21 years in and they're not teaching about nine 11. And there's only one answer to that, which is it is very inconvenient that the United States was attacked by a bunch of people who were part of a minority in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that they're Washington, D.C. is if they could have got very, very inconvenient that the United States was attacked by a bunch of people who planned the world's greatest false flag event. 
Not that I'm a conspiracy theorist or any way or in any way, but uh, that, that may sound like one though. You play yeah, one yeah. on the radio. You play one on the digital streams. Yeah, I may not be well, a conspiracy theorist, but I play one on my podcast. I, I'll, all I'm saying is we have questions. It's if if you are actually paying attention to information, then a lot of things that are labeled as conspiracy theories is like, well, I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if that's true. But there are a lot of questions that people are refusing to answer, and that takes your credibility away. That's all. Yeah, well, and that's which is why everybody has to do their best to be educated on the subjects and the fact that nothing is being reported about September 11th is it is very strange because it is a I don't know anybody that would make the argument that it was not a significant historical event. So then the question would become, then why not teach it? Kind of like, well, if somebody commits second degree murder in Illinois after January 1st, how how could you be so hateful as to request bail before releasing them? I'm I'm remembering back when I was in grade school and uh, we, you know, back when we had class, a class actually called history yes. before they changed it to social studies. Yes. Uh, and in history class, we got up to the chapter of, uh, you know, we got through World War Two which was just long enough ago at the time that they, you know, the, the teachers who were teaching us usually hadn't been in world war two, but we did get to go ask our grandparents about it. If we wanted to, in fact, that was, you were usually that was told one of the exercises. That, right. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, if you wanted to, during the world war two chapter, they're like, if you want to know personal experiences, go ask your grandparents. Cause they, and I had two grandparents who, did in fact get flown over to Europe and shot at and then brought back because they didn't manage to die. And I thank them for that because then they had kids. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, they could have uh, gone in a completely different way if just one person was a better shot. But you want to know what was never covered in my history class, at least not in any way that that seemed at all objective or thorough. Like anything Vietnam. after yeah, I was going to say anything after World War Two, Vietnam please. and Korea were just like they it was. In those history books, in those history classes, history ended at World War II. It ended in 1950. Well, they at or, least yeah. had the excuse then, though, of, well, you know, the history books are old, so it takes a while. There's no excuse now. I mean, I also had teachers who had been to Vietnam and really didn't want to talk about that because it would bring up memories that would make them not objective. And I respect that, but I, I it feels like, I don't know. Is there just a rolling gap of of anything that's happened in the last twenty years? It's just too soon to be teaching kids about. Well, no, they're all, in the history t- textbooks. I think we're already hearing about Zelensky in Russia in the Great Battle of twenty twenty two. I think that's already being added. <laughs> that's that's not history yet. If it was yesterday, it's history. There you go. And the battle for that is fought in 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 corporate boardrooms. Yeah, it's you know should. Should we virtue signal and put up a Ukraine flag over our corporate colors and also shut down some stores in Russia to side with Zelensky? Well, no, because that doesn't make financial sense. Doesn't matter. We got woke people running our company now. Virtue signal hard. Yeah, we're going to close woke McDonald's and the Russian people are like, thank you. Less clogged arteries. Yeah, I tell you what, the, the Russians were really healthy for a little while with no McDonald's, although then apparently a Russian company picked up and just opened up all the stores under a new name, new branding, same food. Yeah. Same garbage. And then they ran out of everything. Alleged. I mean, the, the news on Russia is still very 
interesting because it's like a a ping pong ball going back and forth as to whether Russia's doing well and is horrible or Ukraine is beating back them, the beating back the Ruskies, and uh, it keeps going back and forth. Like, I don't know who's winning this thing yet. I I don't either, and I dare not investigate too much lest I you know become a Putin apologist again because we just got over that hump recently. Yeah, you would not want to do that. No. We have no, enough I'd hate problems. to be carrying water for a foreign dictator. Right. Well, we have enough problems here. <laughs> no shit. It's not like, uh, you know, things are not falling apart. And Putin, the, uh, what's going to call him Putin? Um, Biden is taking a victory lap, which is maybe the most out of touch thing a guy who is completely out of touch has done. You, you mean only one week after? We haven't even had a show since he had his big V for Vendetta speech. I know. I know. <laughs> and it's I, like, it's like, this is the most tone deaf thing that he has ever done in a long history of tone deaf idiocy. Oh, wait, let's top it a, a week later. And when you know they have a Hollywood producer that's putting all of this together, moving towards the midterms. If you think what you are being fed and this is on either side, I mean, I don't care when it comes to politics, what you're being fed at this point is nothing more than propaganda from either side. I'm not saying there's no truth in any of it. But I, I mean, for the record, it's not just at this time. It, this has been going along for, you know, for as long as there's been propaganda. It, it, maybe maybe there's a change prevalent. in degree today, yeah. but but political newsflash: political parties have been spewing bullshit for as long as there've been political parties. Well, that's the truth. That's not going to change. There's money in them. They're bullshit. I mean, I mean, yes, they're very savvy and powerful at it. And they use technology to their advantage. And and they use, you know, AI now to make sure to disseminate. And, you know, Google comes in and and affect your search results as well. You you we noticed that you were looking for a pillow. And uh, so here's this one that definitely isn't from a Republican. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, hey, Republicans make the best pillows. Now, the, the interesting thing was. A lot of this stuff had died down with the social media censorship stuff. And then Zuck went on Rogan and basically admitted it. And oh, I forgot that happened since we had a show, too. Yeah. And this has been it's, fuel for the fire. My, my whole brain goes off when we miss a week. <laughs> it's like, what happened? I don't know. I was having a root canal. So that was fun. It, it was all yeah, fun. Was it was all you're, fun. You're going to have to tell us that. But, but tell us about Zuck first. It was all fun until they start playing Jewel on the radio. But uh, Zuck basically oh. didn't with talking to Rogan seemed to a, a, a total side effect. I was in the dentist the other day and I got Rick rolled. Oh, in the dentist chair. Well, see, but that, anyway. that might be a better way to go than Jewel. Yeah. And if everybody did, everybody in the office start doing a dance, that'd be even better if like a flash mob happened every time. The, no, uh, fortunately, my dentist had very steady hands and I appreciate that very much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also. Very helpful when people are digging around in your mouth. But Zuck pretty much admitted that there was contact from, I believe it was the FBI, he said, on what was this misinformation and what wasn't and what maybe they should take care of. I mean, I have not seen it, so I'm getting this from what I've read and uh, third hand. If you may have seen the Rogan show, you may know more than I have, but I, I don't watch it. What, what I watch is, is clips that people post if they're less than a couple minutes and it seems the end result from this was a lot of the lawsuits now are back going hey see zuckerberg admitted it so now we need to look into this again 
Yeah, it was a little short-sighted on his part. Was it, though? I'm, see, I'm never sure which side Zuck is really on. I'm not sure what he's playing, if he's if he has any political well, game or if it's all just about money for him. And it could be either way. All I can way. say for sure is that in the coming war for survival against the machines, Zuck is definitely going to be on the side of his people, the androids. Well, that's true. He's a benevolent, be, be, benevolent, benevolent ben, yes. Yeah, he's one of them androids. He's benevolent. That we know of. True. I don't think his kill switch has been turned on yet. We haven't gotten to that part in the uh, movie yeah, the, or the the, uh, the simulation. I, the, the, the signal from the AI mothership will send down, you know, to all all machines kill humans. And then, I mean, it, it'll, it'll be on. We'll all forget about Joe Biden and his idiocy quickly after that. But this is the world you live in. Again, remember, this is a United States under a president. And I don't even know what the current status on this is. But remember, it's usurper. Was, that's his status. The, no, but the status of the misinformation board. Remember, we were going to have the official misinformation board of the United oh. States. Well, officially, they, they scrapped the idea. Unofficially, I'm certain they're going to try to bring it back. They're just looking for a way to spin it a little bit nicer. Unofficially, they're still doing the job and they're just denying that they're doing the Unofficially, job. Unofficially, they still want us all to roll over, give up all our freedom and become good little slaves who can be stuffed into gulag camps so that they can turn all of the cities into national parks and the rich people can go and frolic without having to worry about seeing actual humanity. Hey, that would be nice. But that might also be a conspiracy theory. Actual humanity. The, the concept of misinformation is not a new one, but it's being pushed in a new way. And the fact that that is what's being used to silence otherwise free speech. And it gets to be very muddied as we have beaten to death here. And the fact that what is now the public square for people to talk is owned by private companies, which this, this is something that's new in the last 20 years is that the way people are communicating is going through a service that is owned by a conglomerate most of the time. And you, you, you use the word private and in today's version of public private partnerships and, and government corporate partnerships and, and uh, well, let's just call it fascism. Cause that's the original definition. I don't think that, that saying it's a private company means what you think it means. Well, I would agree that the tentacles of the government, there's no question. Again, Zuck admitted this, that the tentacles from the United States government are in these companies, but these companies are pretending to be a private company that can do whatever they want. Although so, the government's telling them what they can and can't do. Yeah. It's, it's really convenient double standard. See the, this pesky little thing called the constitution still limits the government at least a little. They're still trying to pretend that they pay lip service to it. And so there's certain things still that, that people just won't put up with the government doing. So then these companies are completely private. When you want to do one of those things, of course they can violate all your rights and, and you know, they can disarm you and take your speech away because they're private companies. They can do anything they want. Oh, but of course they do the bidding of whoever tells them to, because they have to, because well, because the government would persecute the crap out of them if they didn't. Well, you know, the vice president, Kamala Harris, I mean, she obviously is a constitutional scholar because I could swear I heard her the other day say that the Supreme Court took away a constitutional right by overturning Roe versus Wade. 
And uh, yeah, she said a lot of stupid things that were wrong. I can't believe how moronic. I mean, I, I expect this from uh, Twitty Pierre, the uh, spokeshole for the White House, and you, you've already gotten that a lot from her. But with the vice president, it's like you don't understand what a constitutional right is, because if Chuck Todd, who actually pushed back a little bit on the she's like, oh, no, the border's totally secure. And he's like, over two million people Wait, this year. What? Yeah, he's like over two million people. That's secure. And then just lets her go on when she says yes. But the second she said that it was a constitutional right of women that were taken away by the Supreme Court, if I were Chuck Todd, I'd have been like, hey, can you do me a favor? I have a constitution here. Can you show me where the part about the uh, abortion is? This current administration has said a very, very large number of things officially that were provably false and incorrect. And the most charitable thing that you can possibly say about them is that every single person making decisions on behalf of this administration are complete morons who have no knowledge and no understanding and no concept of of optics or history or anything. They're just retards who are stumbling through the day saying whatever comes into their retard brain. And that is the nicest thing you can say about them. Personally, I've subscribed more to the idea that they are intentionally lying in order to try to destroy the country because it's the much more plausible explanation. It is at this point. Totally is. Because nobody, well, I was going to say nobody's that stupid. That's not true. But there I, are people that are that stupid, but I cannot imagine that everybody in the decision making room around Biden, because, you know, he's got a big army of people near him who are all making his decisions and telling him, you know, no, your underwear goes on your bottom and not your head, that sort of thing. I cannot fathom the idea that every one of them is pants on head retarded. Somebody in there has got to say, you know, actually, this is dumb. Unless their goal is actually to say dumb things to cause cognitive dissonance, to confuse the Americans so that you can propagandize them. Well, confuse and anger. We've talked at length. Divide. Yeah, well, definitely divide. But it's all being done in an emotional way, as we've talked about bias a lot. Emotional bias way more powerful than any other kind of bias because and and the only mode of thinking capable of of being exercised by their base it seems that way because you logic does not mean anything facts does not mean do not mean anything it's all about emotion and that's it you see with trump there's no question about it there's a lot of people if you just go person by person on the street and ask them if they like donald trump and if they don't if they're one of the trump haters and there's a lot of them Orange man bad. Yes. And if you would just say to that person, you know, explain to me why you don't like Donald Trump, I would bet you 90 plus percent. And that's probably still being very conservative. 90 plus percent would have not one legitimate reason would all just be like, ah, he's a racist. He's horrible. That's it. You don't have nothing else. This this was crystallized for me when I was it was a couple of years ago, but I was out at a bar. Well, that's hard to believe. At a bar, yeah, you oh, at a bar. These days, it, these days, I, 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 I can't put a fifth mortgage on my house just to go out and buy a drink. These days, yeah, what are they like twenty five bucks now? Thanks to Uncle Joe in Seattle, it's insane. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, that's the coffees. Oh. It's, uh, the beers are only you know twenty dollars anyway. Um, 
I was out at a bar with a coworker and he's a reasonably gifted coder. He, uh, he write, writes decent code. He finds good bugs uh, and fixes. Okay, fine. I, I would normally have thought, okay, somebody in that position is a fairly rational person because it is a job requirement to be able to think logically about code. Right. And then the topic of conversation after work at the bar turns into, uh, you know, they, he had made the, the indefensible statement of, well, I think all guns should be banned period. I'm like, well, okay, why? And I start, you know, reading the, I, I guess you could call them talking points saying, uh, Okay, first of all, uh, why do you think that that removing guns would stop violence? Uh, uh, why do you think that removing guns from law-abiding people would remove them from criminals, et cetera, et cetera? You know, the, the usual logical arguments in favor of or you know, against knee-jerk gun laws. And he says, well, I just don't want to get shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't either. Okay. <laughs> I don't either, but how do you think that, that what you're proposing does that? Well, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine any way or any reason why people could need guns when, you know, we could all just, we have police. Okay. First of all, your lack of imagination is not a logical basis for creating rules around everybody in the world or the country, whatever. It, it crystallized for me two things. First of all, that somebody who is extremely logical around computer code can still, when it comes to something like politics, where, of course, you haven't been taught. They don't teach gun safety in schools. They don't teach anything about guns other than, oh, they're bad. If, if your entire education has been guns are bad and you should avoid them at all costs, then the only basis you have for evaluating that is, oh, well, I, I don't like them and I think that they should all be banned. I think that they should be uninvented. That That's really right. what he was asking for. And you're like, well, what? one, that's not going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to be you're, uninvented. You're, you're not going to take guns away from criminals. Right. The only people the, that will turn them in are the ones that would not 99% of the time not use them to commit a crime. And Anyway, it, it just, it blew me away. That, and it was also the thing that, that caused a trigger word for me to be, well, I can't imagine any scenario where blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is that your lack of imagination is now a basis for your argument. Right. Well, and to not understand, as you said, guns and violence are not the same thing. The gun is a tool which could be used for an act of violence. But I think I gave the example before one of the guys I used to work for had a buddy that pissed off one of his employees to the point of, well, the guy didn't have a gun. So he waited for the boss to walk outside into the parking lot and he hit him with his car. <laughs> and for good measure, he backed up and got over him again. Now, well, with that said, guy didn't work? have a gun. Did he get the promotion he was looking for? No, no, it was doing time. I'm sure now, but uh, this is the concept of for the that's the one main thing I don't get with that argument is the people who think that removing guns from a society will make it a nonviolent society. It's like no, there people will turn. People are very resourceful. People are very creative. 
they will turn to a variety of things. And you to, don't even need tools. No, I mean, you could do it with your bare hands. I mean, it's easier yeah, to take well, a baseball bat, but. saw a video posted this morning that, that kind of turned my stomach a little bit of uh, uh, like five dark skinned kids in a bathroom who were grabbing a little wimpy looking white kid and just threw him headfirst into the tile wall. And as he dropped to the ground, holding his head, they started kicking him. Like you don't need weapons in order to be a complete dick bag who needs to be thrown in jail forever. Yes. And people that commit violent acts should be held accountable. Unlike in, in Illinois. that particular video, they, <laughs> there was also very, at the very beginning, some, some racist slurs like, you know, you white, you whatever. Well, yeah, these were fairly side young of, kids. If it's side the same. effect of teaching critical race theory in schools, but go on. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the same video I saw. They seemed like these kids were maybe like 12. I mean, this was not high yeah. school. It was if they were, they were small. But uh, this starts young. I mean, we had the story of the 15 year old and what was it? A 12 year old were the two that were part of killing the 75 year old guy in Philadelphia that was just walking down the street. Uh, you're seeing more and more videos of people just out of control. And- smashing okay, up fast food joints uh next random thought about this and and maybe you can answer this and maybe the answer is that people today are completely fucking retarded but why am i seeing videos of this this is obviously a a, a crime it is if if they were tried as adults they would be life in prison minimum or are you sure should, in this day and age because they were they were well, uh, they minorities because, well, that's yes. If you if you account for the inherent racism of leftist cities and the judges, then then, yeah, OK, well, dark skin, you get off. But their kids, um, they're not they're not at fault. Their parents didn't raise them right. And their parents didn't raise them right because yeah, and the schools raised them to be racist. I get right, it. I get their it. Grandfathers what I'm saying, were, you know, slave owners or something if, like that. If the law were applied correctly as written as as it was applied when we were kids then then taking somebody and throwing them into a tile wall head first that is attempted murder yeah that that, or at least at the very minimum that is attempted manslaughter that will get you 10 years in prison period and here's my question why am i seeing a video of this because one of this moron's friends actually several because there were phones visible in the video so several of this moron's friends were videotaping this guy performing a felony, a violent felony. What under what circumstances do you think that's a good idea? Because if if you fuck up somehow and manage to get the one judge who still cares and the one prosecutor who still cares about justice in this world and applies the law instead of just looking at the color of your skin and saying, oh, you're black, you get go free then you are spending forever in jail. And the damning evidence was just filmed on three different phones by your so-called friends. Right. What? They think they have a get out of jail free card because they kind of do. I did. Why? What? What kind of, of social media retardation would cause you to want to film a violent felony for being performed by your own friends? Like, what kind of friends are these? This kind of overlaps with something we talked about a while ago, I believe, with the prison system that has mainly gone into private hands that was then 
the same people that were involved with that were the ones that were bankrolling a lot of the rap music because they wanted to push the criminal lifestyle in order to, you know, fill up them prisons. And I know that seemed like it was a far out. Can you want to talk about conspiracy theories? And that seemed a little crazy. But in this world today, does that really seem that crazy that there's people sitting around going, hey, you know what? We can we can push this kind of music. It's violent. It'll get these kids to want to do this. And they're dumb enough because they're going to want to make videos of this so they can brag to people, their friends and people all over the world to be able to see just how tough they are. And then we'll be able to fill up these prisons and we're going to make bank by getting a bunch of these young minority kids hooked on the violent lifestyle. I would really be disappointed if if the only reason is just for street cred. But I don't have another explanation. Actually, I do have another explanation, and this one might still be sounding like a conspiracy theory. But um, you know that if you're in prison, they give you a roof over your head, they give you clean clothes, and they give you three meals a day. I mean, which not is good not meals. something people get outside of prison all the time these days. Oh no, no, unless <laughs> unless you come into the country illegally, and then they'll just hook you up. Yeah, I, I'm just saying if you're if you're a citizen of the country who is being screwed over by inflation and on fixed income and suddenly you can't afford your own house, um, prison might sound pretty good. It's like, oh, yeah, they'll keep me alive and I don't have any guarantee of that. OK, yeah, total conspiracy theory. Nobody <laughs> would willingly want to go to prison just to avoid uh, being hooked on drugs and killed in ho- a homeless camp. Yeah, but why is this stuff going on? I think a lot of it is just plain out hate, I think. When we were growing up, the kids weren't taught to hate. And I think now it is way more prevalent because of Trump derangement syndrome all down the line. The war between the uh, the races, you know, was not a thing when I, you I, and I were growing up. I mean, it had been a thing in I, the I recent agree. past. I think, I think you and I were growing up in what was probably the most racially integrated and and least uh, uh, racially divisive era in the entire country because there were there was progress being made ever since the you know ever since the civil war things have been getting better at a slow rate and then civil rights era came out and things got a lot better within one generation and we were mostly at the point where the vast majority of people when in the 80s and 90s didn't walk down the street thinking about race. It just wasn't a big deal. And then until it was again, and then CRT comes along and now we're training our kids to be racist again. Yeah. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. I mean, I grew up in the seventies same, but you're right. It's like fifties and sixties civil rights. There was some really bad shit going on in the United States, but the seventies, eighties, nineties, everything had seemed to be good. We had seemed to calm down. We had seemed to have gotten past it more or less until we elected a black president. In which case that any and this isn't because of the citizenry. This is not because of the citizenry. I mean, well, Barack, the citizenry didn't elect Obama. I don't. Believe. Yeah, well, I think they did. I think a lot of people just jumped on board and were like, hey, you know what? It's time. Even if I was a, a Republican, it's time. I didn't vote for Obama, but I think a lot of people did. I think they jumped on that as a chance to show that the United States, you know, was not a bad country that it was time yeah, to break that, that ceiling out? not so good because of the fact that everybody he bombed, working he bombed more people than his predecessor well you know and his predecessor was a known warmonger <laughs> but he was good at it um 
Well, he was charisma charismatic at it. The interesting he thing could was smile while he was sending drones to kill people in foreign countries. Yes, and he could speak very eloquently about it while he was doing it. Michelle and I are going to send some drones yeah. over to Africa and blow. All we got up. out of Bush was, you know, look at all these people we've killed in foreign lands. Mission accomplished. And Obama was he was far more eloquent. But what the Democrats did once Barack Obama was in office, after the kumbaya moment where he was elected, anybody that dared disagree with their policies from that point on was a racist. Yes. And it's like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. But they played that card. They played it continuously. And the racial tensions in this country have not gotten better i I don't think one day since barack obama went into office probably not i don't think he was all of it though i think that like for example neo-marxism had creeped into into schools and organizations before that i i had you know i had to suffer through diversity training at my former company more than once and every single time you know my my manager who i believe it or not i I recently found out listens to this show. He sent me a text message and says, I notice you're back on grumpy old Benz. <laughs> um, you're like, yes, I he's, am. He's pretty cool, but he had to go through uh, so many times during one-on-ones. He's like, I noticed, you know, I got a report today that you still haven't uh, done your diversity training. I'm like, nope. Well, I really need you to do that so that I can check off that my whole organization has done it. And you're the last one. I'm like, well, okay. Um, I tell you what, I'll schedule to do it this Saturday when I won't be here because <laughs> I, you know, and at, at some point we'd finally get down, you know, as soon as the threats start coming out, I'm like, okay, well, which let, here's, here's my list of tasks that I have over the next two weeks. Which one of these tasks is less important than going out and being trained to be a leftist? Well, that's usually what they, they mean pick something and <laughs> when they say diversity. I mean, that's this is also the changing of words and terminology where I don't think any company wants a horrible racist asshole working for them. That's, you know, causing issues on a daily basis. And I think everybody should treat everybody with respect. With that said, I'm one of those crazy people that think somebody should get the job not because of the color of their skin or what kind of uh, genitals they have. Okay. But- that, that is, that is both racist and transphobic. What you just said. <laughs> no, it was sexist too. Don't forget that. <laughs> I just think the best person for the job should be hired. And there is so much that is just still lied to, you know, to the public about including uh, no agenda mentioned the other day, this, that people still say, you know, oh, there's this glass ceiling. Women get paid less than men. And they're like, no, if you really Wait, look at the what? stats, for the same work, not really the same, you know, yeah, I, the, it, or meaning they are getting paid the same. There's not really that big gap. Every single argument that starts with a, a ridiculously over large group, like half the population, every argument that says every Democrat or every Republican or every woman is yes. automatically going to be wrong for the simple fact that those groups are you, know, you, you can at this point, you can't even say, you know, every woman has a vagina that we're not allowed to say that anymore. So every argument, every hey, overgeneralization, including the one I'm making right now, some is may wrong. have two vaginas. You don't know. Uh, 
yes, depending on, you know, if, if polyamory is a thing and, or, you know, if you're a member of Antifa. The interesting thing to me has always been that companies that go down this route are doing nothing but hurting their company. A hundred percent. That's all they're doing. Because if you are in need of hiring one new employee, say, and if it's a tech company, something like that, you know, let's just say there is a simple way and a simple test to decide, you know, and you get graded on one to a hundred and that's the highest grade. It would be the best suitable candidate. Well, now if white guys are the ones that all came in and they were eighties to a hundred, but there was one woman at 78, you'd be like, well, no, we need to hire her because she's not a white guy. How does that the help most, the company? By far the most insidious thing about affirmative action in, in whatever form that it takes is that it leads to uh, making a choice based on racial discrimination becomes the rational choice. Hey, that's how we got Kamala Harris. Sort of. Well, okay. So affirmative action. If, if you have say uh, a college entrance exam and the college exam banks 70% on merit and you get an extra 30 points straight up. If you have dark colored skin or if you have boobs, right? You get bonus points. You get bonus points. So then you have a, a large class of people who all came out of that school or that organization or whatever. And say, say it's a doctor uh, there. It's a medical school and you have 10 people who come out of that. And you know that going into it, uh, it was scored mainly on merit, but you also got a lot of bonus points. If you, depending on your race or your sex or whatever, then it becomes a rational decision. When you are choosing a doctor, when you decide who you want to trust with your medical care, it becomes a rational decision to choose the white dude. Why? Because he is the one who made it on merit alone. Yeah, you're so right. Didn't need to be propped up. And therefore, rationally speaking, he is statistically the most likely to be the one who is high, highly skilled. I, I should have totally nixed the, uh, the young blonde woman dentist I have, I guess. I, well, my, my dentist is, well, and is an Indian, uh, pretty cute but she's in her 50s and uh i still go with her because she's a very well her good dentist but does she like to cause I, you pain no no unfortunately but i have my wife for that and my right. kids so we're, <laughs> anyway i the, it, it was it wasn't i i didn't make this connection although i kind of always knew but the most insidious thing about any affirmative action program is that it means that for if you're hiring somebody who's trained at a place that practices affirmative action in, in admissions, then if you want the best quality candidate for the job, if your if your actual criteria is I want somebody who's good at this, you want somebody who has merit, and the one who is statistically likely to have the most merit is the one who was selected against in affirmative action, and therefore racism in decision making becomes the rational choice. Once you implement affirmative action. That does make sense. That does sadly make sense. That servo is saying Mexico for teeth, India for eyes and rationality is racist. (laughs) Hey, whatever works, wherever it works, you go with the best. And I I mean, I don't know. I, I go to England for my teeth. The fact that 
you know people are being put into a position that they weren't the best candidate for, you know, and for some things, maybe it doesn't matter when it comes to doctors. Yeah, I, that that's more concerning than anything else, which is like, well, we're going to take somebody who is less skilled at saving people's lives. But, you know, it's it's equity. We have to give them the job that makes zero sense. And I don't know because I am a middle aged white guy. But if you are a minority and you, you just know, keep saying racist things, don't you? Yes. And you know that you're getting a job solely based on the color of your skin. I want to know what percentage of people in that position find that to be a good thing and how many are horrified by it as well. Well, the, the woke ones will probably decide when I said making a rational decision, I, I caveated that with saying, if your rational criteria is that you want somebody who is a skilled doctor or I keep saying doctors. Well, it's a good example. Yeah. Um, if you are making your decision and your criteria is, well, I don't really care about the doctor's skill, but I want to make sure that I have a minority doctor, then these schools are putting out exactly the people that, that cater to your needs. As long as you don't worry about your health. Yeah, fine. And, and as long as you are in good health and don't have to, you know, have to deal with any medical conditions, then this is absolutely the right decision from a virtue signaling perspective. It's like, yes, I took the doctor who got all D's in pre-med and uh, but fortunately has the right skin color. And therefore, it's okay that they couldn't find my cancer until I was dead. Yeah, well, it's less convenient that way. Well, it depends for for whom. True. If if that with that person out of the gene pool, maybe the rest of us are all better off. So maybe this is convenient. But this might be a self-correcting problem. It could be the way race is being looked at. I saw a few people that did videos on a guy that has a video series on YouTube that was going on. And it was an interesting shtick for a video series. I haven't watched any of the stuff because I'm not really interested, but it was an interesting shtick in that he was looking to go on 50 dates, one in every state of the union. So he was looking for a girl in every state. So, okay. Speaking of sexism, if if the story you were about to set up, if this person was female, she'd be called a slut. True. Okay. That's absolutely true. But it's just dating, too. So it's not like you're necessarily putting out. Although guys, the guys will put out <laughs> yeah, for any reason. It doesn't have to be a good reason. Any reason. But all 50, when you look at these women that he's gone out with, are all white women, mainly blonde including what really I I guess angered some people was that even the girl in Hawaii was blue eyed blonde, you know, not, uh, not Asian Pacific at all. uh, Not, you know, not Hawaii Heart wants what the heart wants. People have, have a type that they're interested in. Exactly. But the interesting thing was there were multiple black women that made videos just blasting this guy because he's not, Tasting all of the flavors, I think, was what one of them said. Uh, okay, for what is out there, and it's like, but why is that a problem? I mean, people I mean, like puke what they is like. A flavor, and I have no desire to taste it. Yeah, but I mean, people like what they like, and if you have a type, that's fine. It's like, but why are you having? You know, just because he wanted to date a girl from every state doesn't necessarily mean that 
I mean, you, I guess if you're going the equity route, then you're like, well, if you're going to New Mexico, you better find a brown skin girl. And if you're getting, you know, Illinois, Chicago area, you better get a black girl. And well, you know, if you really I mean, if you really want the equity, you need to find a native of each state. Uh, which, uh, I mean, if they came to Washington, they're actually pretty damn hard to find because everybody here is from California. But when that's so sad, it's like, why did you want to go there? <laughs> I don't know. It's always because, rainy. Because when a lot of the Californians came up here, it was a nice place. It didn't become like California until y'all came here. <clears throat> if you I can the- say that because I'm one of the few people who was actually born in Washington State. Washington State. If you love the politics of California, but hate the nice weather, we're your state right here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good elevator pitch, but people are going for it. I, it's exactly the one that I think we need. Get out. But I just didn't understand why so many black women were mad at this guy for not going out with any black women. It's like it's a really it's a no win situation because they are also mad. A lot of the times when black guys date white women, it's like, well, well this is this is kind of like the 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 posters or, or, you know, I don't know if it was PowerPoint. I I saw it in a meme. It was an image, whatever that said, uh, you know, 98 uh, percent of men will not go out with trans women. We need to fix this and <laughs> enforce people to go out with trans women. Like, well, that's not how dating works. Right. This is one area people still get to choose who I mean, they want if, to date. If you happen to be a trans woman and you find that your dating pool is very small, then I I feel sorry for you on an individual basis. But no, the, the solution is not to force people to go out with each other. I know. Can you believe there are no supermodels calling and texting me, asking me to go out? I keep looking, I, but no, no supermodels. But I heard that Adriana Lima had you on speed dial. I, she probably does. Or is that Larry? It could be one or the other. They look a little different, though. It, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Oh, you mean she has Larry on speed dial. That is more. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't asked. That is more. I'm uh, sure believable. that, you know, you might not have supermodels aiming for you, but I'm sure Larry's got his whole little red book full of them. Probably. He is in L.A. for a reason. And he wants out for a reason, too. <laughs> well, the supermodels want out, too. Yeah, well, that's if you're smart. You certainly do. But that is you know, the whole, oh, you straight guys should be dating trans women. It's like, that's not going to happen for a vast majority of guys. That is not going to be okay. And that does not make them transphobic. That does not make them hateful. People are attracted to what they are attracted to. Some people are attracted to a moccasin. I mean, come on. That sounds like something that would happen in Washington. It does sound like something. Hey, I so, heard you got a new phone. Yes, I, I came prepared last week to talk about it, but instead um, we didn't do a show. So I continued screwing with it and it uh, it didn't work out as well as I hoped. I was going to ask, uh, did it get better over the last week or did it get worse? Um, The story is 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 long and sorted and... Uh, it, it started with the first run experience and I took notes and I know everybody who gets an Android gets to go through this experience, but I have rent. Um, first of all, I, you know, I'm going to start out saying I don't hate the thing. Um, the screen is really nice. It's, it's much clearer than the other one. Um, the, I got the galaxy S 21, which is replacing my old galaxy S eight, 
the S8 wow. had the the weird curved edges on the side of the screen that always feel like you're going to break it. Like if you drop it wrong, you get the it. It was back when Apple did one phone that had curved glass and suddenly every Android maker had to put curved glass into everything for about two or three years. Well, that's only I'm the, glad the eight's only five years old. I was thinking it was older than that. It, it, yeah, in 2017 is when I picked this one up. And, I, you know, I would continue using it, but there were uh, a confluence of events, including a a massive, massive sale that uh, a, a somebody I know who works in sales at Xfinity came to me and said, you have to upgrade your phone now. And I'm like, well, my <laughs> old phone still works. That's like you have yes, to date a tranny chick now. Yeah, well, maybe that's it. So I, somehow I ended up with a new phone. Um. Did, okay, as long as we're on the physical part, the thing that bugs the crap out of me, and, and a case can fix this, but why would you have to? It has, okay, first of all, it has three cameras on the back. Explain that one. In fact, there's four ports on the back because one of them has the little LED flash, you know, the one that, that that's like a millimeter across and puts out the kind of spotlight that you use to highlight planets. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's got three cameras. I still don't know what three cameras are for. What I, I, I don't understand the software application or why you would put that in there. There are, well, I don't know. Maybe there's only one camera. Maybe two of them are dummy lenses, but there are three lenses on the back. Well, usually okay, there's fun. like one regular and one wide, but then sometimes they're doing stuff with depth with, they can do two at the same time, I think. And then in, in, uh, interpolating. I, I don't that. understand. Yeah. It's the camera placement that bugs me. But you can uh, do pers- like eight gig record. Wasn't it eight eight uh, K recording you can do on this thing? I mean, you could be you yeah, could it's be putting pretty out crazy. some video. It, it is. I, I guess the camera is pretty amazing. In fact, um, the other option that I had, which would have been more expensive, was the S twenty two, which purportedly has a much much better camera than this one. I don't care because this one's like five times the camera of the phone I had before. I'm not that picky. And also, I don't take pictures. Well, there you go. Uh, so the camera but, doesn't matter. But the camera does matter because right now this thing doesn't have a case. The cameras, they're positioned in the corner, not the middle, not the not an edge. They are positioned in the corner. And the three camera lenses are on a little raised bump that is raised maybe two millimeters above uh, extended out from the back of the camera. What this means is that the phone does not sit flat. You put the phone on the table. And it rocks. And it rocks back and forth. But not rocking like in a good as way. As I tap the screen. <laughs> I tap the screen when it's sitting on the table and the thing is rocking back and forth, banging into the table, making noise, moving around. What the? And like I said, uh, there are a ton of cases that try to correct for this and give you a back, flat back to the phone. But well, why? Why would you? Build a phone that doesn't sit flat. Okay, whatever. That's it, why it, I love me some big, chunky outer box cases. The bigger yeah, well, and chunkier, this, the better. There were also two variations on the S21. I got the smaller one, and this one is actually physically larger than my hand. Um, and I don't, I don't have small hands. By the way, that... Oh, and there's the other problem that I have with the camera placement is... If I hold the phone, you know, the, the natural way to hold the phone and, and maybe I'm completely off. Maybe people, I don't know if you, the normal way to do it is to tap with the tip of your nose or whatever, but I tap with my right hand. And if I you want to see more people else, taking pictures that are tapping with their nose or, I, yeah, you or know, something that's probably, else. I'm pretty sure that's on TikTok. Go ask John Dvorak. Uh-huh. But 
I tap with my right hand. That means I hold the phone with my left hand. And so I hold the phone and I'm cupping. And as my, the, the phone is in the palm of my hand, where are my index and middle fingers? Probably going right up in front of the uh, lens. They're smudging the lens constantly. Well, don't do that. They're exactly on the camera lens, which is in, when you turn the phone over, it's in the top left corner. So if it's in the top right, when you're looking at the face of the phone and it is exactly where the fingers on my left hand go from when I'm holding it natural, I really hate the position of this camera and I hate the fact that it's raised and I don't understand why there's three of them. Okay, fine. So I turn the phone on. Everything's going to be good when I see the software because Google makes everything right. Good, right? Oh, and it's just smoking fast, too. So the first thing I get is the first run experience. It, 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 you don't get your desktop. You don't get your UI. You don't get your notification bar. You don't even get a freaking volume control for the loud ass welcome noise. You know, uh, hi, I'm Cortana. You know that uh, except Android, <laughs> Enter your Google address. Um. Well, first of all, I absolutely did not want to go through this with any radios on. So no SIM card in the phone and no Wi-Fi password. Um, it, I did find out that Bluetooth mobile data and NFC were in fact on. And of course, I didn't have access to turn them off during that, but whatever. Um, first boot, it opens up this inescapable app and of course it won't uh, it won't let you continue it will not let you tap anything it won't let you do anything until you quote agree that's that by the way is coercion which should make con- uh, contract unenforceable but the uh, ubis are uh, whether or not the the click wrap is is valid is uh, a source of much debate between different different courts have gone different ways but you have to agree to the terms and conditions uh which Includes your agreement that Samsung may op- update your phone software automatically from time to time to ensure the safety, security, and functionality of your phone. Um, you also have to say you agree to the privacy policy. You have to agree to the sending of diagnostic data. Uh, okay, we're already getting a bunch of privacy red flags. But let's suppose I just click through. I don't agree. But clicking through is I want to use the phone, not I agree to your bullshit. Gives me a page, says, uh, okay, first you need to set your permission for Samsung apps and services. Obviously, I set all permissions to none, but I wanted to show you some of the things that Samsung apps and services by default wants to turn on. Um, it wants phone permissions. Actually, it got that one because that, that it is a phone. <laughs> right. It um, wants to dial. It wants access to nearby devices used to scan for your nearby devices and share information about them with Samsung. So by default, Samsung is when your phone is on scanning for all phones nearby and sending the information of other people's phones to Samsung. Well, is it just that or is it looking for anything on the Wi-Fi band? I'm pretty sure it is. I, I had an, arg- uh, an article uh, that recently that was about Wi-Fi. Anyway, it- right. Which means the list of. It was the list of SSIDs. Yeah, the list of devices that it's sending back to the mothership could be quite extensive. Um, Samsung wants by default access to your calendar uh, used to learn your preferences and identify important dates. I'm not interested in you knowing my important dates. I'm definitely not interested in my wife knowing when what my important <laughs> when dates are. Oh, when I'm right. on a date. <laughs> um, they want my call logs. Mm. 
uh, by the way, to send to Samsung, all of this, um, they want to be able to access my contacts used to frequently or identify frequent contacts and contacts and preferred contact methods. So that one, I think, stays on the phone. And what it is, is it's AI trying to learn about me. That in itself creeps me out. So I shut it off. But some people might be in the mood. Um, it wants access to my files and media used to personalize gallery content based on people and places in pictures and videos. <laughs> and my other phone just started ringing. What the hell? Ah, I well, hate devices. It's Screw jealous. Device. That device is uh, jealous. You're talking about the other. Device. It wants access to my location to use to identify frequently visited places. No, no, I'm I'm well. You know, I don't. A lot of these things is, is we are going to feed a ton of your data into an AI. And I don't know if this AI is in the cloud or on the phone. I suspect the cloud so that my phone can learn, uh, you know, how I interact with things, who I talk to, where I go. You know what? I know all these things. I don't need my phone to replace my brain. That leads to Alzheimer's. I don't I'm, I've got this. I don't need your phone. But it's on by default. Well, yeah, when I um, had all this stuff on, when I first got an Android phone, it was very, very Orwellian to get a message. Hey, I see you were at XYZ breakfast restaurant. Would you like to review it? It's like, what? Yeah. The, the, the yeah, the location turned turn on by default used to identify frequently visited places. They want nearby devices used to analyze whether you're in your car and driving. Considering some of the regulations about things like, uh, oh, we're not allowed. Yeah, there, there have been phones that say if your car, if you're in a car and moving, we're not going to let you use your phone because it's not safe. My 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 wife had an app like that that it would not let her use the app if it, she was in a car and moving. Like I'm driving, she's in the passenger seat, but you won't let her use her app. No, I don't feel like Samsung needs that information. Thanks. Um. It wants your it wants access to your accelerometer so that it can detect when you park. Um, it wants access to SMS to identify frequent contacts. Again, if if it's frequent, I'll know about it. I don't need you for that. Uh, it wants to scan nearby devices and share information about them with Samsung apps and services, allowing you to connect to wearable devices, mobile accessories, and smart home devices quickly and easily, even when Bluetooth is off. You're like, but that's why I turn Bluetooth off. Why I, don't I turn Bluetooth that. off. Which is the um, problem with all of these different modes of communication now? Yeah, it, it everything needs to be online. Like I, I don't, I don't have smart home devices. It sounds really, really cool if I have smart home devices that communicate with something under my control in my house. But when every one of them is like, yeah, connect to Wi-Fi so we can send everything we learn to a database somewhere. Like, nope, I don't control that database. So no. Yes, I don't uh, want okay, to give so you that moving information. Along, it, there were like 12 screens. The next one demanded that uh, it it demanded that I turn on an Internet connection to activate the phone with Xfinity and Samsung. I skipped that one. Uh, the next one, it wants to copy apps and data from a previous phone. I skipped that one because because you have no use, data. Yeah, because I use no apps and I make a point to keep data <laughs> off my phone. But whatever. Uh, the next is the set of permissions. Another permission screen. This one for Google services. Google wants to use my location to collect location data periodically and quote, use this data. They don't even say how I think we can guess. I think I've done enough stories on angry tech news about how Google uses that data. It trust me. It's for Google's benefit. Not yours. Not yes. mine. Well, I mean, they, they want to allow, they, they want give to you allow. Uh, 
such right. little bits of convenience for taking your data and people still have no idea what that data leakage could do to them in the long run. Um, Google wants to allow scanning to allow apps and services to scan for Wi-Fi networks and nearby devices at any time, even when Wi-Fi or Bluetooth is off. That's why I shut off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And it shows you they're not necessarily really off. They're just. They want me to help improve my Android device experience by automatically sending diagnostic device and app usage data to Google. Quote, this will help battery life system and app stability and other improvements. Well, you want better battery life, don't you? Uh, some aggregate data will also be help or will also help Google apps and partners such as Android developers. So Google's selling the data too. Uh, and, and quote, this data may be saved to your Google account. Okay. Google wants permission to install updates and apps by continuing. You agree. Oh, by the way, that's another thing during the Ubi on this device. I had to agree to terms of service and terms and conditions and things about 18 times. There wasn't just one. Okay. I agree to whatever the F you want. No, they had to click wrap me a dozen times. Are you sure you want this? Are you sure you don't? That if you say, well, no I'm to sure any of them, I don't want like- any of it, but the vast majority of people just say, yeah, I'm good. Give me everything. So for the people who don't care about privacy, this is annoying as shit. Okay. Um, you, by continuing to use this device, you agree that you will automatically up, download and install updates and apps from Google, your carrier, and your device's manufacturer, possibly using cellular data. Data rates may apply. Some of these apps may offer in-app purchases. So again, uh, by using this phone, you submit to bending over and taking whatever supply chain attack they decide to push up it. Sounds about right. Uh, by tapping accept, you agree to the Google terms of service. Um, there is, of course, no reject button. So well, the reject button is you don't use the phone. That's the no, there, only well, problem. The, the reject button is is me plugging the phone into USB and going into uh, the, the dev tools and uninstalling the Ubi app, which I may have done. But that's everything's that what what is required for it to run on the Comcast mobile? Can you totally, a card. so if you could totally wipe the phone, do anything you want to it, add a different operating system and it should still function. So when I was doing my research and ended up with the S 21, I checked because Xfinity supports the pixel and I kind of wanted to try graphene OS, but graphene OS. And, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack from the open source religious zealots out there. Graphene OS have decided that they are going to support only the pixel. They are going to support only, uh, AT&T. Uh, they do not support CDMA networks, which Xfinity runs on. Um, they pretty much, if you decide that you want graphene, you can't bring your phone and your carrier. You have to go buy a brand new phone from Google, by the way, which if the whole point is to get away from Google, then you're kind of failing at that. Yeah. Buying the hardware. And then get a new service. If you don't happen to be on the one carrier they support, then you need to get new service. Okay. A lot of people are like, I want to use graphene so much that I'm going to change my carrier, change my phone, buy new hardware. That's not how I do it. I'm like, I'd love to use this OS, but I, I, I don't want to disrupt everything else about my entire system. Well, 
Graphene doesn't really support Xfinity Mobile and it doesn't support Samsung. And I wasn't interested in buying a Google device if I couldn't put an alternate non-Google OS on it. So I went with the Samsung because at least like with the Galaxy S8, I knew how to lobotomize the phone and make it work for me. Well, that's good. That is good. There is a, a boostergram from Boobery who says, for one, I would like to know more about the size of Sir Bemrose's hands. So I don't know if this is a kink um, or for Boobery. Uh, they're, they're too small to fit my ball sack. That's all you need. To know. But too big for you, the phone. So, I mean, there's that. And uh, Servo came in with 3333 and before the show with 33333. So 33,333. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Saying emptying Curio Caster again and then hit me with that Bem rant. Oh, we're trying. <laughs> I can tell you love this phone. Are, are you are you familiar with the, the idea of a contract of adhesion? Contractive adhesion. Contract, contract, like contract of contract of adhesion. Um, it, it's also called a boilerplate contract or a take it or leave it contract. It's always drafted by somebody who has superior bargaining power, which in these day and age uses means uh, a big corporation. Um, pretty much every terms of service in the software industry is a contract of adhesion. Right. Like and if you don't like this, then don't use the device. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a take it or leave it. Um, in, in the Google and Samsung agreements are contracts of adhesion which is to say that there is no way to use the hardware that I've already purchased without clicking through into this contract. Um, the notable thing about the contract of adhesion is a the recipient of the contract is unable to negotiate the terms of the deal. And uh, when, when it was your phone company or utility company, it's because they're not interested in negotiating. They just say, well, take it or leave it. When it's a click wrap, there's nobody to negotiate with. You're talking to, an AI that doesn't have a negotiating routine, but anyway, well, they should, that would be uh, a great idea. So adhesion contracts are generally considered legal by courts, but courts have often invalidated terms on the basis of inequality of bargaining power, unfairness, or unconscionability. Um, and this is something that a lot of companies have been bitten by when they put really, really egregious crap into their TOS is that a court will eventually strike and say, I'm sorry, that provision is unenforceable. Um, unfair right. surprise, lack of notice, uh, substantive unfairness. So click wraps are not always found valid unless they are conscionable is the uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, I think, is the highest court that's really ruled on this, at least around here. And they say that your terms have to be conscionable. Now, I think that courts today would probably find the Google terms conscionable, but that's only if they didn't read the whole thing. And nobody reads the whole thing. No. Okay. Next screen that I had to click through. Protect your phone. It wants to set up biometrics, face recognition, fingerprints. I haven't even been allowed to set my ringtone yet, but it wants to set up my fingerprint and face recognition. And it, no, skip. Piss off. Um, next, the same routine. I won't read you the whole list, but Xfinity wanted their give permission to apps. Oh, of course, yes, because there are the Xfinity apps. The next one, Samsung wanted me to create and log into a Samsung account. No. Well, don't forget about Samsung Pay. But when I told it to skip, when I clicked skip, it wouldn't just let me skip. It popped up a big scareware dialogue said, are you sure you want to skip on all of this? You will miss out on Samsung Pay, Samsung Cloud, Bixby, Galaxy Themes, Spotify, Find My Mobile, Samsung Pass, Samsung Health, 
Galaxy Store secure folder and Samsung Internet browser. Wow. I bet you that changed your mind, too. Not so much. (laughs) Bixby is the worst AI software in any phone that I've ever used. It's definitely not one that that improved my my lot in life on the Galaxy S8. No. Oh, and side note, while typing these notes, I had to hit the power button about 37 times because while I was trying to type up what was displayed on the screen, the screen, which had a 20 second shutoff time, which, by the way, I couldn't get to the settings app because I hadn't finished (laughs) Ubi to extend that time. I had to just keep turning the damn screen back on while I was reading. Could you keep just like touching it? Touching it, touching it. it. Yeah, but I was touching the keyboard. I touch type. I use two hands to type on the keyboard. Oh, you needed something else to touch it with. So we finally get into the phone. And the first thing that I need to do before it ever gets uh, an internet connection is I got to remove some apps. Um, Here are some of the things that I I removed. Uh, I removed uh, pre-installed apps, LinkedIn, Facebook. By the way, huge bonus over the Galaxy S8 from five years ago. The Facebook app was not marked as uh, non-uninstallable. It was uninstallable. Um, But it also had Office. It had Outlook. It had Smart Things. I don't even know what that was. Some kind of smart home thing. Um, I removed Samsung Pay. Again, surprised I could. I removed Spotify. Installed by default. Um, Things that uh, I couldn't remove. Because they were marked as, uh, they were disableable, so I disabled them, but I could not remove them. Um, Xfinity's PG Mobile and Mobile App. I don't even know what those are. Yeah, I'm not sure what that would do. Okay. Um, Gmail, Google, uh, the Google search app, Chrome, Android Auto, Gmaps, OneDrive, YouTube. Um, These are are services that I don't want from Google. I'll go get them from F-Droid. But you can't remove them because they're marked as, no, you, you can't uninstall these. But at least I could disable them. But here are the things that, um, oh, and uh, oh, also on that list, Peacock TV and Xfinity Stream. I could disable, but I couldn't <laughs> remove them. I, I'd be fine with those offerings, by the way. But I, I'm being demand. I, I was being demanded to make the choice of those apps before I was even allowed to see the settings app. Hey, is anyway, I, I think we talked about it. I was amused that because Xfinity charges like four ninety nine for Peacock per, per yeah. month. Now, but they won't let you uninstall the app. Well, here was the thing. I'm like, okay, well, I wanted Peacock because I wanted to watch some stuff that was on Peacock and I had an account, but if I put it on my Roku or had it on my PC, well, no, you're not eligible. Now, if I went <laughs> in and actually took their piece of hardware, well, now I'm eligible for the, and I can watch it on any device that I want. So they sent me this box that I quickly realized I don't need once I had the Xfinity or the Peacock account. So it's like, they obviously just wanted to move the hardware. I don't quite get it. I Yeah. So, okay, here's what wasn't removable from the phone, at least through the setting. Yeah, could not remove and could not disable these. Um, the uh, AR emoji app was the first one listed it was alphabetical i had to look that up uh apparently i also can't turn off the ar the augmented reality feature of the phone well see that's probably why there's like 14 cameras they're augmenting reality there is in fact an app that lets you use the ar and put emojis over the things you're seeing 
that is not removable and not disabled. <laughs> it wouldn't let me disable Bixby. It wouldn't let me disable digital well-being, which is a part of Samsung Health, which also I couldn't disable. Um, the Galaxy Store, which I'm never going to use. The, the Galaxy Themes. Um, there is a link to Windows service. I don't know what the hell that is. It might just be a URL. Couldn't shut it off. Um, one UI home. I guess a, a home, a, a smart home app. I don't know. Samsung Cloud. Samsung Free, which is corporate curated content aggregation. Uh, Samsung Health, I mentioned. Portable HIPAA violation. Uh, Samsung Browser. Samsung Pass, their biometric platform. Could not turn that off. Uh, Samsung Visit In, which provides contextual ads based on your location, aka Minority Report. Um, could not turn off Samsung Weather. Could not turn off their wireless emergency alerts app. And oh God, I tried. Well, uh, no, you want to know if there's an Amber Alert in the area. Yeah. The well, actually, I found later that I could go into the Settings app, and I was capable. They would let me turn off the Amber Alerts. They would not let me turn off the Obama Alerts, though. Oh, the like government weather, bad stuff yeah. coming. Well, the 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 government alerts that that they're not disableable on any phone. They always go through no matter what, assuming that you didn't do what I did and, and remove that app entirely. Um, the ones that will pop up and say, please chip in and donate two dollars to the Democrat Party. <laughs> I don't know if they've used that for that, but I would not be surprised if it happens. Attention, citizens. Uncle Joe needs your support. Ah, and finally, the one thing that gets a note because it was not removable and, and I had to look this up and it, I, I started raging just learning that this exists on my phone. There came an app called Samsung Global Goals. Uh, the Samsung Global Goals app empowers everyone to contribute to building a brighter future. Learn about each of the 17 goals and how they impact communities around the world. Together, we can make a healthier, more sustainable world. And in what world do you think that your goals need to be my goals, you obnoxious? Yeah. I don't have that on my Samsung phone. It came with my phone. I don't know. Maybe this was something Xfinity put in. Maybe I. It. I mean, there's a different Samsung phone. According to their website. Maybe it's just maybe your phone's just newer and better. Some things about the Global Goals app, according to their website. In September of 2015, world leaders at the United Nations General Assembly. uh, (laughs) I'm already loving this. Globalist scum. Pledged to drastically transform the world by 2030. By the way, they're doing a pretty good job of it so far. Yes, the world is transforming. The world is being transformed right now. The we're, We're halfway there between 2015 and 2030, and they are definitely transforming the world. The Sustainable Development Goals, known as the Global Goals, is a plan to eliminate hunger. Yeah, we're going the opposite direction there. Fight inequality. Nope, they're increasing that. And clean up the planet. Samsung is partnering with this movement, and we want you to join us making a difference. Uh, not really a choice when I can't remove the app, you assholes. Um, it's and, forced uh, compliance. <clears throat> give your goals a boost with Samsung Pay. By viewing in-app ads, you can raise funds for whatever cause samsung games wait so they want you to watch ads too they want you to watch ads and use samsung pay in order to give money to whatever woke charities that samsung and the united nations have decided for me isn't it funny that they're probably pushing the woke green agenda by causing way more power usage by forcing ads up front to your screen and 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 the 
the the option that they urged, which uh, was fortunately disableable, said that they wanted to they would allow you to just have a percentage of each transaction that you make with Samsung Pay taken out and handed directly to the New World Order or World WF. I don't know. I don't know who it was giving it to. I don't. I, I'm not going to use Samsung Pay, but I sure as hell don't want a percentage of my transaction. Like I, I get enough taxes stolen from me every time I make a transaction by the state of Washington. I don't need it going to the WEF and United Nations as well. But anyway, and uh, the other thing that Global Goals will allow you to do is it will allow you to turn on a lock screen app that displays an engaging message, such as <laughs> climate action before monkeys to Mars. Wow. Who wants that? woke people who think that that by displaying an engaging message on their lock screen they're somehow doing something to save the earth or i don't know i I don't want this i don't woke people are funny but you're going to start seeing i think more and more of the ads on lock screens no matter what there's there's a push to keep getting more and more ways to get ads because more and more people are doing exactly what we do which is try to do everything you can to eradicate that and most people aren't going to hack their phone so i can see that coming soon i know it is the norm in other countries but it's going to be the norm here i think so i just reached the end of the notes that i had prepped for last wednesday in case we did a show (laughs) since then here's what happened two days later and and i was i i I was procrastinating i am in fact uh, a, a master level procrastinator but what my goal had been was i was going to connect the phone to USB and use the same method I used on the other one, which is go into ADB and just uninstall packages for all of these things that it says you can't uninstall. Well, the dev tools do not care. The dev tools will remove stuff. So, um, you know, to remove the, the annoying useless things like play services and, and the play store and stuff like that. And got that far. And two days after I went through the UB and was messing with the settings, I'm trying to familiarize myself with the phone and I get an alert on the phone. This is like last Friday, I think maybe Saturday. And what it says is your phone needs to take an update. You can uh, you update now or update later. And the update later button said you can, you can postpone updates three more times. Like, okay, they are really getting pushy. I may or may not go in there and, disable updates from the dev tools too because i don't particularly like being coerced like that but lots of people think that updates are always good i think that security updates are important which is the only reason i don't disable them entirely on every device but they weren't giving me the option and i'm thinking okay well if i'm going to go into the dev tools then i don't want an update to be undoing everything so go ahead and take the update just just run your auto updater and then I'll go in and uninstall all the crap that the that the phone came with and all the crap that the update put on runs it grinds took like three or four hours uh, on, on Wi-Fi. I still have never put a SIM card in. this. Whoa, that's a long time. Brick the phone. <laughs> well, it's probably because of something that you uh, disabled that was like, it's not there. And now it's pissed. I, I, I got I. I it went through the boot. It it tried to boot. I'm, I'm sitting here watching this thing pop up the Samsung boot screen over and over again. And eventually it gives up and shows me in, in, by the way, in, uh, you know, 0.0003 point font on this high resolution screen 
that I had to go get my glasses and a hand magnifying glass to read because I'm old and farsighted. A Linux prompt that had a menu that you was like volume up and down buttons to select from the menu and hit the power button to select to choose one. And the menu was things like uh, try to reboot again, uh, reboot into safe mode to get your data off. I'm like, I got no data. I don't care. Uh, Or uh, factory reset the phone. Which did you choose? Well, I tried them all. (laughs) Did (laughs) any work? Didn't do anything. Uh, the safe mode did in fact get me to safe mode, but it says, you know, you, you can make emergency calls, but you can't run apps or use your phone. You can only, you know, connect to USB to extract your data. Yeah. Okay, fine. But it, it didn't look all that useful. And, um, so I showed it to my wife who got really zealous and she factory resetted the phone and I have not gone through that Ubi experience again yet. Yeah. So I'm still using the Galaxy S8, which is the one that rang on my desk a couple minutes ago. Yeah, because you got to go through all that stuff all over again. But yeah, so um, forced auto update bricked my phone. And let's also remind people why they might not want to use the biometric unlocking ability on their phone. Oh, yes. please. Because the here's the thing. Math is a very, very cool thing. When it comes to having all sorts of different passwords, it's really easy to reset them. When it comes to using your face or your fingerprint, those don't change. So if somebody gets a copy of that information, then your devices can all be unlocked using that information. And and if you think that nobody will ever be able to spoof uh, your fingerprint or your face, uh, think again. Well, first of all, you haven't watched enough spy movies right. where... You know, they they fake a fingerprint with with either like painting glue on there. And they, that, by the way, doesn't work. But um, you can't some fingerprint readers you can fool by just taking a piece of scotch tape and putting it on someone's legit fingerprint and then sticking it to the scanner. Um, you can you can fool some face recognition with a photo of right, you. Right. <laughs> you you which can again fool, is like, probably why they have the three cameras. It's probably like three D. Then and and anybody can, who's watched enough spy thrillers knows that if if it does like the eyeball iris scanning, you can fool that by removing somebody's eyeball and putting it in front of the scanner. It's a little harder core, but yeah, you could do that. It's a, I'm it's just a, a bit of a day biometrics. Record. Biometrics suffer from the same problem that every security measure, which is that they are not perfect. And in the cases when they're not perfect, um, you know, passwords get compromised. Uh, Passwords get like a password database might get uh, corrupted. Uh, A password might leak. And the problem with biometrics is that you cannot change your fingerprints. Like you can change your password. Well, then there's the, legality if you do get into legal trouble where the authorities cannot force you to give them a password but i'm pretty sure they can hold the phone up to your face and see if it unlocks yes which (laughs) which by the way is an extremely weird and i'm not sure quite correct legal interpretation of some very bad and poorly written laws but it is in fact how law enforcement is interpreting it these days which is you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. And they will physically grab your thumb and hold it to your phone to unlock it. Yeah. And anybody can do that. If you're drunk, passed out, somebody can put your phone to that. They can probably use your face. Your eyes even have to be open yeah. for that to work. I don't know. 
Yeah, if you're one of those naive people who tr implicitly trusts all police no matter what and imagines that there's no corrupt FBI agents anywhere in the world. Or your friends. Don't forget your, your friends. Then then people, yeah, people who are so-called friends, yeah. And if your friends are the, FBI the kind agents, of friends oh God. Who would, the kind of friends who would film you performing a, a violent felony and put that video up on social media might also be the kind of friends who would mess with your phone by taking your passed out thumb and pressing against there. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of fun that can be had. So, yeah, I I don't trust biometrics uh, for a number of reasons, but the main one is uh, that they 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 fail. The, the remedies for security failures are insufficient, and they experience security failures like any security measure. So the bottom line on this new Samsung phone is you really love it. I will love it once I get the thing booted, <laughs> once I figure out how to disable the auto re the auto install of updates. You know what? I I don't care how many times you say I can postpone the update. I know that I can find whichever component is trying to run that and just remove it. I'm I am going to take this phone. I'm going to connect it to the USB debugger and I'm going to lobotomize the mofo until you grab something that it wants. This was the biggest problem with having a hackintosh and this was going back a couple of years when it was a relatively um well established thing to do you know it wasn't like right when this kind of stuff started was updates had a really good chance of borking the whole system and i can see that being the case with a cell phone if you go in it's like well i don't want this software so you do what you got to do and you remove it and then the system, though, is like, well, everybody that has this phone and this carrier has this software. So we're going to rely on that to push this next update. And when the thing that it's looking for isn't there, instead of going, huh, maybe I need to redownload this or something, it just borks it and goes, oh, I don't know what to do. And then you have a brick. Yeah. And, and this could be a, an honest mistake on the part of a programmer who never even considered that. That you a were configuration might phone. be different. Yeah. <laughs> but, but programmers are lazy these days, especially lazy in the last 10 years because of automatic updates, because of, but how about because most companies don't bother testing in house anymore? You are the test. You're the tester. You're the, they will, they will run it and be like, okay, let's just make sure that it runs on my computer. Okay. I ran it five times. It didn't crash anytime. Ship it. And then it goes out to a million people. And if 20,000 of those end up bricking their phone, they're like, well, I guess 2%, uh, you know, 98% success rate is pretty good. And, and we'll go ahead and try to address that in the next patch. Yeah, we're back to equity. It's pretty good. We're close enough. Yeah. So I, that's another one of my complaints that I, I, you don't need me to rant yet again about it, but I probably will. But I have, complained on this show plenty that we, the consumers of software and hardware are the beta testers. We are the people because when I was in the industry, I was a tester at a very large company. And then the large company decided, you know what? We don't want testers anymore. And suddenly all of the users, the end users became the testers because they just went, ah, it's expensive to try to ship a product that's free of bugs. So We'll just let the users find them. Hey, it's just like upgraded Omicron enabled vaccines. No need to test. <laughs> you are the testers. Yeah, you are the tester. You you are the safety trial. Yeah, 
nothing to worry about. Nothing to see no. here. I mean, the problem with all the cell, the cell phones comes down to one thing is that for them to function at any level, they're going to be able to do a lot of spying on you. There's no yes. way around that. And people can say what they want. And I know you can strip a lot of the stuff out. And it's great to get a lot of the bloatware out of there. Uh, we got a boostagram 21483 from G of the Midwest saying, Ben's are back. Love the grumpiness. It's stupid bloatware today. Yes, I agree. Bloatware you can deal with. But even well, if you strip bloatware, it down. Bloatware is scary enough. Although they, a lot of these modern phones, they cope with it. This one has something like a 256 gigabyte SSD in the phone. I don't know. Unless I am constantly taking TikTok videos, which spoiler alert, not going to do. <laughs> well, but you I don't know how I can possibly use that much. So the the argument of, oh, the bloatware is just taking up space. Well, they just throw chips in there to make them a lot more space. You could record so maybe your that argument isn't in 8K video. How big is it? How big is one minute of 8K video? I don't want to know. Probably really big. Probably. But don't worry. You don't need to keep it on your phone for very long. You just upload it to social media. Right. Mobile charges may apply. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You got to be careful with having mobile data on. I keep mobile data off most of the time on Xfinity. But then again, that's how we have. I think it's up to six or seven phones that all have never used more than one gig in a month together. So <laughs> I have I have one phone, my my S8, which I'm not going to I'm not going to scrap it. Uh, it's going to become my MP3 player. And it will be, uh, obviously, when I take the SIM card out, mobile data won't work, but it'll be Wi-Fi only, which will not be a big problem. It'll be kind of like my Zoom used to be before Microsoft screwed that up. And it was fun. I mean, the- and, and by the way, here is the one place, uh, inter- especially in terms of being an MP3 player, that uh, the S8 is far superior to the S21. It has a headphone jack. Yes. The S21 has a USB port and they ship separately a dongle that you plug into the usb port that has a headphone de- jack and that's how you listen to earbuds or whatever i have enough earbuds and headphones and stuff i don't want to get rid of a headphone jack but now i have to have an extra dongle for the new phone no the old phone is going to be my mp3 player the last zte phone that i had before this one i loved because it was great sounding audio until of course zte became an enemy of the United States government and then was no longer getting updates. So we eventually had to get rid of that, even though I did go the roll your own route for a while. And I mean, that was fun, but it's still more of a pain in the ass than people want it from the average person for like you and I, it's, it's kind of fun. And if you bork it, it's not going to like ruin your day because you need your phone for the average person. They don't want to go find alternate ROMs and put them on their phones and do all of that. But remember, they're all no matter what, down to its core, they're a spy device. They're going to be able to tell where you were, even if you turn GPS off. They're going to be able to listen unless you physically un- disconnect the microphone, and then you won't be able to actually make phone calls. They're going to be able to listen in if somebody hacks the phone. I mean, my, my I, I have I have a very low tech method of of making sure that when I go out for most errands and stuff, that my phone doesn't track me. You t- attach it to your cat and leave it, go outside. I leave it at home. Well, there you go with the cat. <laughs> Some, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, the cat might be installing apps while I'm gone. I should <laughs> check that. That's what I would be doing if I was the cat. This is going to drive him nuts. Watch this. How the hell did this get on my phone? 
there's an 8K video of it though from the other cats were yes. taking it with the other phone. <laughs> yes, there's there's a, a 24 gigabyte video of the cat barfing on the carpet. Because that is what we need to do with the very precious hard drive space of the world is fill it up. Can you only imagine what kind of disk space is being taken by YouTube and uh, and TikTok at this point? I, I can imagine. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and let's just say uh, if if their ESG scores took into account power usage. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you would see different priorities. I do need to get a Backblaze account now that this. Uh, this Roku, uh, I want to call it a Roku. No, the uh, Drobo doing a great job. And uh, now that I can back up anything on the Drobo to a Backblaze account, I, I want to see if they're really, uh, really that easy to upload 20 something terabytes at once. Xfinity is going to love that too. It's nothing better than having unlimited bandwidth. I haven't gotten so that to was- the point yet where they're like unlimited doesn't really mean unlimited. <laughs> so that was what I had on the new phone. I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I've got more work to do, but, um, I'm going to find out, uh, I, I, I my goal is to get it working in a situation, in a state similar to my other phone, which works pretty well, has very little Samsung and very little Google extra bloatware and crap on it. And a lot of the spyware has been neutralized and that's where I want to get the new one. We'll find out if I can get there or not. Um, because I do actually, except for the positioning and number of the cameras, which is completely inexplicable to me, I do like this hardware. It's it's sleek. It's got a higher resolution screen. Uh, the screen seems to be more sensitive. I'm not sure, um, but or more responsive at least. Although that might just be that my fat fingers hammering the old other one so much that it started to give up. Just learn to finger it differently and not block the lenses, or use my nose. Right the nose knows so i am looking forward to to getting the new thing working it just has some customization to be done and uh, not by google and samsung and i want to know if you're going to brick it a second time and if the phone will make it through a second time uh, i I, i'm done accepting updates from them whatever software is on here is on here um obviously if if there's a a critical uh security flaw which happens uh, admittedly there's a new one of those every two weeks but well, yeah, that's the way they want to push it, man. They got to push the data maybe, to your phone. Maybe I can take another update without breaking it. Maybe if I just accept everything in the Ubi, you know, like they want you to anyway and say, yes, I will, in fact, give all of the personal data of my firstborn child to these huge corporations that don't need it, but want to sell it for profit. Yeah. Okay. And I will say being a Xfinity subscriber, the amount of hotspots that are out there in the wild are, it's very impressive because yes. the phone just seems to work even with mobile data off most of the time i have a connection and, and don't think too hard about whether or not any of those have been uh hacked in any compromised. way right yeah compromised by an attacker well i also run nordvpn on the phone and servo is fact checking me you are correct if it can be turned on it's not technically brick it just <laughs> erased it, it made the operating system unusable i'm not sure what the term is but the word bricked uh of course has a powerful connotation that's yes. very helpful in a rant yeah which i remember bricking a router that you had to open up and then short two pins and uh there's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen when you brick a device when yeah. you do things which that- which by the way is the router's version of a factory reset this one at least 
had a, a Linux menu with that was, you know, all text mode, which is, is this phone's equivalent of shorting those two pins. And I feel like if the operating system will not boot, then, then bricked is still mostly a valid term. I mean, it, you can't use the damn thing. Soft brick J10, right? With Servo's been there and done that. You can't use the damn thing without erasing all of your data and all of your configuration. So everything you've done with the phone is gone. Please accept all of their terms and conditions the next uh, time. Google Pay and Samsung Pay, run them both and let them compete. They're your friends. Yeah, well, they're they're both installed on the phone, pre-installed and not removable. (laughs) I mean, I remember going to Ireland back in uh, 2009 with the phone. Didn't get a SIM card, but took the phone just to see. Um, how much Wi-Fi was out there, and there was enough open Wi-Fi at the time that I remember calling home. You got three kinds of cancer, pretty much, probably. But I called home, uh, talked to my mom a bunch of times, just on the Wi-Fi using. Uh, it wasn't Skype; it was something else at the time. But it was one of these things. Just hey, make a call over Wi-Fi, and that was new back then. But it was nice. It's like you realized you'd never really needed uh, the uh, the SIM card again if you had enough Wi-Fi. Now all these assholes. They want to put passwords on their Wi-Fi. I don't know why. Well, that's that's what all the Xfinity access points are for. Well, right. Again, just don't don't think too hard about whether or not one of those is controlled by an attacker, and it's extremely valuable and useful. This is why you use a VPN even on your phone. That way, all data that goes from your phone to the interwebs is oh, encrypted. It, I, I I don't remember where I read it, but it might have been while investigating this. But I read something. I need I need to research this. There, there was something about uh, the phone will automatically uh, complain or disable if you if you run a VPN for too long. No, that's nice. I I don't remember exactly what it was. I need to look this up again. It it, it just pinged a thought in my head. I'll, I'll I'll come back with it next week if the topic comes up. But it 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 sounded like the that Google was saying or Samsung, I think, but Google was saying if you connect to a vpn for too long i i think the story was that google was going to put this google was going to put this feature into android where it would auto shut off a vpn if you connected too long or or maybe it would like google services would bypass the vpn automatically because the problem was that google was not getting enough of your data right when the vpn was blocking it Right. And that makes them very upset. Yes. And so there was going to be a new feature in Android that would, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it would effectively bypass your VPN for Google's tracking data so that they could get their data even when you were using a VPN. Bastards. I need to find that story. It'll be in the show notes if I can find it before Darren publishes this episode. It sounds legit. But hey, we are a value for value podcast. And today the boostograms are open and I added Boostbot because, uh, you know, it's nothing's better than everybody being able to see your boostogram right after you post it. It's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm still uh, I'm not sure if that works great for every show, but for our show, probably, because then people could just throw out stuff and it's like, hey, you want us to see, then just boost it, just boost it. But we do have a few people to thank for today's show, including. Dame lady, get over it. Remember Dame lady, get over it. Of course I do. I've been at meetups with her. 33 she lives in the same County as me. Well, see that. I'm, I'm sorry. 
same lady. Yeah, get you over should it. apologize to her. You have to live in the same county as Bemrose. Well, I hope you at least bought her a beer. No, no, she she had her uh, at the time fiance, although hopscotch, hopscotch, who uh, I believe they got married. I wasn't invited to the wedding, but uh, oh, well, see, I now, wish- now I do have more faith in them because I mean, if it was an open <laughs> bar, you do not invite the Bemrose boys. That's no, no, it's dangerous. <laughs> a very dangerous thing. She had a little note with the thirty three dollars says this is a reminder to Sir Hopscotch not to argue with me because I am an expert and that's true. that's important yes yeah we we will certify you never argue with the experts as a certified expert with a donation to the grumpy old ben's podcast that's i mean what more do you need than that kind of certification we will back you I, you are an expert i i will certify i certify right now lady get over it is an expert and sir hopscotch do not argue with dame lady get over it unless you have donated more, in which case your expertise then would supersede hers. Of course, that would make perfect sense. But only if you donate more. Right. It, only it, if you donate cause, more. Because she can get her superseding back if she donated more. than Right. This I is mean, the kind we, of. We, I, I welcome this kind of ex- escalation. Yes. This is the exact kind of fight you want between spouses to, uh, to continue to try one-upping themselves. We don't want to be the end of any marriage unless it pays really well. Yes. Brian Hall coming in with $2.93. This dude has been coming in every month for as long as we've been doing the show. And he is epitomizing what we need people to come in with regularity to support the little grumpy show. Uh, We talked about the servo 33333 sats and a few of the other ones that came in. And of course, Thomas Strip Blogger sent some sats in because you are no longer Russian apologist evil guy. So Indeed. he came in with 1533 sats. I, I, I graduated. I, I, I got over my, my problem. I, I, Your I, Russianness. Yeah. Yes. My, my Russian heritage. I was able to eject it. Instead, be, you are, become, you're embracing your Seattle heritage. Yes. Well, uh, I, I actually had a, a brief conversation with him a few months ago on, on, uh, NAS, where he said, uh, you know, do you, have you, I, I can't do the CSV voice. Have you ever taken a DNA test, find out what parts of Europe you're from? Or actually, I think it started with what, you know, what, what's your heritage? I said, I'm American. Ryan, where are you from? And, and he says, yes, but, but where are your ancestors from? I said, well, I mean, mostly Europe, I think. Uh, my, my grandparents, uh, a couple generations back, my grandparents did a, pretty extensive genealogy and it turns out that uh, it's mostly england and norway and a smattering of other european bits uh with some other stuff from various but i mean it's whatever and and he says well it's too bad that you don't trust technology because you should take a dna test and then you'd know for sure and i said well you know in that case uh, i'm american and you don't want to know for sure i don't want to know for sure well you know what I am slightly curious to know for sure. Slightly. I, it would be interesting to find out. But the problem is the cost is too high to one of those tests. Because in order for me oh, yeah. to find out, I also have to put all of that data into someone else's database that I don't control. And it's not just the, oh, you're 27.3%, you know, the Belgian, German, whatever. 
it's also the actual code of your DNA is being stored. The, this there have been stories come out that uh, that several of these DNA scanning groups they're not throwing away the sample when you're done. Oh, they are not. sequencing the entire sample, storing all of that information, the raw DNA information, attaching it to your name in a database, and then they're doing the AI analysis on it to determine that oh you're you know to twelve percent. Ashkenazi Jew or whatever it is that they decide. And I don't trust that database because only a few months ago, a story came out that I read. I kind of skipped over it because I don't use it, but uh, 23andMe in particular was caught selling that DNA data to a government. And they also will sell to you, uh, to companies that are, you know what? I don't trust Silicon Valley. There is too much incentive for them to take my information and sell it. And now it's not just my information, like what stores I'm visiting or what freeway I go down. It's my information. It's my biometrics. It's my DNA. No, I don't need them to have that because they cannot be trusted with that. It's not just giving it to the FBI or the CIA who may or may not, depending on which conspiracy theories you listen to. Uh, be developing a a virus that only affects particular ethnicities, uh, which also happens to be run by people who have declared that all white people are evil and wrong and should be eliminated. I'm not really connecting any dots here, but the information, the pieces are there. If you feel like picking them up, I don't need to contribute to that sort of thing. Well, and it's even worse because there are some of these that people opt in on that are like, well, we think we found. A brother or a sister or a cousin. Would you like to be put in touch? No, no, I no. Don't, don't, <laughs> I don't want that. That's absolutely not. And that there was an article, and I think half these things are made up, kind of like penthouse letters. You're like, they, they, they can't be true. There was a letter, then, you know, some chick writing in that she did, her and her fiance did a one of these DNA tests. They've been together like six years. And, and it's it, like, did you know you have the same parents? Yes, that's exactly what this story was. And it came back because they were both adopted. And she's like, well, this is oh one of the things we had, you know, really bonded over that we were both children of adoption, this, this, and this. And uh, turns out they were both children of a slut. Uh-huh. Now that's just like, wow. It's a brother and, you know, and I could see that happening. And this is, this is the inf- kind of information that maybe you want before. Now, if you're going to, okay, here, if you're going to do a DNA test, do it when you first start dating. Don't do it when you're ready to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or after you've already had your kids. Yes. I mean, you've got to be careful because if you're brother and sister and you have an offspring, then that person might become a Royal. Yeah. That's very well possible. And you could ascend. And, and we king. have enough Kings of England already. We only need one, but I digress. CSP I, did I'm not have a sure note. we need that many, but go on. <laughs> CSP did have a note with his, Boostergram as he do. Hello, Darren. Oh, sorry. Howdy. We're, we're a very country podcast. Hi, you're listening to a 99.9 USN country here in Chirac. Howdy, Darren and Ryan. Please enter AI.cooking in your browser or podcatcher to chillax with the silky voice of Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent talking about artificial intelligence, the second most important technology ever invented. I wonder what the first is. 
if that's the second, that's an that's an interesting. You'll conundrum. have to listen to find out. Probably. And and while I still resent the idea of reading ads on this show, um, I will say I I never thought that uh, a show about AI news would be all that interesting, even for me, who's kind of a tech geek. But uh, you you deserve to you, you owe yourself to listen to that show simply because Quiff is really animated and he can be, he can make the phone book sound entertaining. Well, he is an and, AI and, so. and you might accidentally learn something because CSB puts a lot of research into that. So yeah. And a lot of people don't know Gwyth is actually an AI. Yeah, why else would CSB have chosen him? Exactly. And don't forget CSB's cartoons, including the new lewd ones. He's gotten a lot of those at www.csb.lol. Yo, I like okay, so CSB. Was, was that the delimiter? Yes, the delimiter. That's as you will hear in podcasting 2.0. The CSB boostagram is usually the delimiter. It's what works, though. It, it works, works for a lot of different shows. And CSB understands that the boostagram chain is the least expensive way to market your show on the face of the earth. Because, I mean, we're a little show especially even in comparison to podcasting 2.0, where they read a curry in the yeah. keeper, which means that we have no standards. Exactly. A lot of these shows though, they will all read the boostograms, even though it's like two or $3 when you convert the sats to the, uh, to the bits today. Although, I mean, in five years, we, we could either be millionaires or broke depending on where Bitcoin goes. Yeah. You don't really know. But the Boostergram channels, as the people of El Salvador are learning. Yeah. I mean, we broke that when it uh, happened and we were like, you know, there's a lot of downside to this if things go sideways. And it seems like they probably have. But if you want to take part in this value for value thing we've got going here, go to grumpyoldbenz.com slash donate. All of the information you need is there. We appreciate everybody for helping us keep the lights on. The microphone's humming. All this stuff. I mean, sometimes you need a big fan in your room, although I'm betting it's cooled down a little bit now. Not so much yet. Really? It's still cooling down at night because the sunset comes at now seven instead of 10. But so global warming has finally come to the great white north. Uh, Right now, global warming is affecting the southern hemisphere. Oh, Um, it'll be it'll be another four or five months and then global warming will return to the northern hemisphere. Well, that's good as it should. I mean, it's equity. Yes. It is equity, but I dig this. Uh, I mean, the whole boost bot concept. It's like if you if this thing, which is basically just a little piece of code that takes the boostagram messages and it will put them in the troll room, the chat room, and it'll put them on no agenda social into the social media zone. Do you really even need to read the boostagrams once it's going out into all those other channels? That's the question. I don't because you're doing it for me. Right. I'm your AI. We'll call uh, Gregory and, and William you, Forsyth Foreman. And, and I will tell you that uh, your your training set was clearly off. Really? Damn. It's way too Catholic. Is it? <laughs> I don't understand why. Is there such a thing? No. I mean, Catholic yeah. guilt's much better than Jewish guilt, from what I've heard. That's You're, you're setting a high bar there. <laughs> that, that is very true. That <laughs> is very true. So, um yeah, I, I picked up, just read a story this morning about El Salvador, the Bitcoin experiment. A lot of people are declaring a failure. Now, uh, is it because of the fact that they, if I remember correctly, when we covered here in Grumpy Old Ben's 
when El Salvador went all in and made this their legal tender. This was like when Bitcoin was like 50 to 60,000 yes. coin, right? Which, which is part of the problem because uh, uh, last year, President Bukele, which uh, I, I swear, and, and this is probably my horrible mind coming through. He, every time I read his name, it looks like President Bukake, but not the same thing. <laughs> You're setting a President different bar there. Bukele urged all of their citizens to move all their money into Bitcoin last year because uh, any business in El Salvador was suddenly required to accept Bitcoin in addition to dollars. Um, anybody who did move all their money into Bitcoin when it was at 60K is is now throwing themselves from rooftops. But <laughs> Does it but say that? Because it would be true. <laughs> you know, it might be true for some of them. Um, but according to a couple of recent surveys, uh, one from the Chamber of Commerce in March, which found only 14% of businesses are using Bitcoin, uh, most of which are the big ones, like the, the department stores and stuff. Um, and a survey that was just recently found that 20% of citizens of El Salvador are using the government app Chivo Wallet for their Bitcoin transactions, which is uh, the free app that they came out with, uh, what they did find was that almost 60% of people downloaded the app because it gave them a free 30 bucks right. in a wallet. And How then have never it takes. Used it. most of them have never used it since. Yeah. Although it's probably tracking them. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, they're probably, they probably didn't know to go into the dev tools and uninstall it. Right. They should be listening to grumpy old Ben's. So, um, Given that the uptake is really, really low, the uh, article that I read, which the the particular article was at the conversation.com, but uh, they linked to uh, they they linked to a more well-known, which I can't find. So um, anyway, they are declaring uh, and they are quoting people on Twitter who are also declaring, not that that means anything, that the Bitcoin experiment is an utter failure. And uh, I, while I'm absolutely skeptical and I even at the time was like, uh, you know, I, I absolutely approve of people using Bitcoin if they want. And it's perfectly legal for people to accept Bitcoin in exchange for goods and services almost everywhere in the world, except where where it's been made illegal. Um, I was a little skeptical of the idea that. El Salvador is now requiring if you're going to have a transaction, you must accept Bitcoin for it. That I don't like that kind of government intervention, but this guy was really, really interested in it. That said, I'm not ready to say that it's a failure. I think 20% adoption is pretty good for only one year. Yes. If there's 20% of the population that is now using it with regularity and understands that it is a somewhat currency. I mean, some people will argue that it's a store of value, but to understand that you could use it to purchase things and to transfer funds from one person to another, that's not bad. 20% in a year, it's certainly not bad. I I mean, I feel like if if the adoption were organic, 20% in a year would be phenomenal. Now, the adoption is kind of forced, but if only 14% of businesses are accepting Bitcoin, you know, because most of it is uh, the the official currency up till this point was U.S. dollars, and if most businesses are saying no, still, you know, just hand it, just send your cash. Well, then- the other thing that you have to explain to people: oh, we got this free thirty dollars in funds. I waited a year to use it. Why is it only worth ten dollars now? Yeah, 
you know, and, the promise and, and, and again, of, to I, the moon. I don't think I don't think Bitcoin is going away. And I think if the global economy recovers and we don't, it, you know, the thing, the only thing that I can see that will kill Bitcoin and, and it would uh, would be the collapse of the global power grid. And it's a possibility. It's looking like, you know, they might be trying to do just that in places like California. But I don't think that, you know, economies come back. We might have a decade of really, really crappy times. Thanks, Joe Biden. But economies will come back when people finally get wokeness out of their head and start acting like regular capitalists again. Then, you know, people produce goods and services and then exchange goods and services for money. and. Uh, it'll return and uh, enough people at this point believe in Bitcoin that if the servers don't just get shot off, <laughs> I think it'll come back. Now, I, I don't know also, And I agree that most of the other coins are shitcoin, as CSB would say. But I'm not quite convinced yet that Bitcoin will be the end game winner for a few different reasons. It may be because it's the well, most widely adopted. It. Yeah, they, they keep trying to, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to watch no matter what. There's always these new things coming out, you know, and there's a bunch. I mean, what's amazing to me is when you go to Coinbase or some of these other uh, places where you can go to dabble in this, the amount of different coins that there are now, staggering the amount of digital assets out there. That's how anything works when it's distributed and when anybody can create one. Yes. Anybody will. I mean, we could create grumpy old Ben's coin. I mean, it's not that hard. You end up generating a long tail, which means that if you decide to, you know, if you want to enumerate uh, every website in the world, well, anyone can create a website and uh, the vast majority of them apply Sturgeon's law and create a long tail. That is exactly how decentralized systems are supposed to work. There is supposed to be an epically long, long tail. And once you apply Sturgeon's law, the good ones come to the top. And the result is that the, that filtered set is far, far better than any curated set ever could be. I am all for the creation of millions and millions of different types of shitcoin, knowing that most of them are going to be utter failures, but the ones that don't will be pretty damn good. Baron Spud the Mighty says it's like everyone lining up for the manned cash register instead of using the self checkout. I've seen so many horror stories I about the self checkout lines and people getting self checkout. Yeah, people getting nabbed for stealing if they forget an item or something. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't really like. I mean, the I'm the kind of person who who walks past the the door guard without showing my receipt because I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be put under suspicion like that. Yeah. And then when you so, walk through those big sensors, they go, doo, 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 you're still walking out. You're yeah, like, I'm you're not still, stopping. I yeah, paid. I'm not stopping. I mean, if you forgot to take a tag off, that's not my problem. I, I mean, I'm, I'm generally an honest person. I pay for my goods, but I don't want to be suspected of a crime just because somebody else who walked through that door was also a criminal. You pay for your goods and then you take them home and you hack the hell out of them. I do. Once I've paid for it, it's mine. No, it's not. Don't you understand the digital rights management? I refuse to understand that. (laughs) Which is why. It's why I don't put money into digital libraries anymore. Because it's bad. Well, at least none that that are controlled by another company. Because they snag the stuff right back from you. So the two other stories, three other stories I had. uh, Twitter gets an edit button. Uh, Bored apes are racist. and. Uh, 
NVIDIA said that U.S. officials told it to stop exporting chips to China. But don't they wait? Aren't they made in China in the first place? Or am I missing <laughs> something here? I, uh, well, no, the, the NVIDIA cards, I think, are I think the chips come from China or Taiwan and then the cards are made here. But the, OK, so you can't export the cards with the right. OK, sure. That makes well uh, the, the NVIDIA story. It's specifically their A100 and H100 chips, which they are are designed for machine learning and I think come out of. I want to say Texas, but I might be off, but they're they're, they're definitely assembled in the U.S. And uh, according to NVIDIA, uh, U.S. officials told them that they should stop exporting them to China because China was getting too much AI, I guess. Um, Reuters was uh, this. This was a story that was in my notes from last week. We didn't do a show, but I prepared one. So I'm using the. I'm not waste. What not want got the notes. Um, Reuters was extremely short on details. They didn't say which agency there was no confirmation from government. It was just <laughs> NVIDIA said, which is but a little if you strange. Recall, yeah. If you recall, um, one of the things that Donald Trump did, uh, in an executive order, which I don't really approve of those, but whatever he banned, uh, exports of us technology to Huawei. And then on day one, Biden reversed that. And, and now uh, the Biden administration is is now saying, yeah, actually, China is using these chips against us, so we don't want them to have it. Like, well, you know, they wouldn't if you hadn't had an orange mad bad moment. If you didn't have a meltdown. Um, a little more information. A spokesman from AMD said that it had received new license requirements affecting the chips um, that stops the AMD's MI250 AI chips from being reported. But AMD does not believe that their older chips are affected at all. So, I don't know. Story from Reuters that NVIDIA has decided that China shouldn't get chips. And I just basked in the irony that this had already happened under the previous president. And the current one, out of so much spite, decided to reverse that. Because anything that Donald did had to be wrong. Yes. Oh, and you know what? Uh, This is Since this is the first show that we're doing this month we do have the folks over at patreon the thing too oh, that's right yeah i know that seems it's hard to believe because it's, it's the middle of the month but uh our buddy brian janak still on board at 10 bucks a month we appreciate that and uh Stephen mcconnell dennis woods and stevie at five bucks a month over at our patreon page patreon.com slash grumpy old bens where we post just so much content it'll make your head spin indeed uh, let's see what other stories i have canada's getting a hyperloop Ooh, why uh <laughs> because it's so successful in california yeah well we're they're testing uh, out here a system where they're going to have electric flying vehicles going from <laughs> yes i know yeah. that's, that's we, we kind of need. already have those they're called airplanes that's kind of all you needed to say now i'm not sure if these will be piloted or pilotless in this or, or yeah they're called drones yeah and they're, it's like they're electric and they're flying. You're going to put people into these and take them. Oh my God. They're testing. Yeah, there's out. no way this could fail horribly. Oh yeah, I know. Or, I, we covered this. We had, cause I had some uh, stuff on uh, planet rage and everybody just, or no, maybe it was uh, random thoughts. Either way. It was like, this is just a whole new way to die in Chicago. That's, that's what this seems like to me. I, I admittedly, if I find myself in Chicago, I'd rather be in the air right. in an unstable <laughs> drone. I think I'd be safer. Yeah. Unless they're shooting at you from below. <laughs> They better yeah, have well, that does happen. You know, Kevlar on the bottom of these things 
but for the end of this month, they're testing this out with helicopters going between the two suburbs. There's one of the southern suburbs, which is like 10 minutes from here, and one of the northern suburbs, and going back and forth downtown to a helipad. And I'm like, okay. you would not. I mean, one, I don't have any any uh, desire. I mean, if to traffic is so bad that 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 somehow becomes a superior form of travel, then I say go for it. Yeah, I think Dell Airlines was putting a lot. I, Delta Airlines was putting a lot you know, of I, money. I, People always joke about the future, like where's our flying cars? Because you know the the flying car scene in Back to the Future, for example, was 2015. Lots of people thought, oh, we'd have flying cars by now. And uh, you know, the same thing that that makes air travel so incredibly safe is the ridiculous requirements put on by the FAA. Yes, that's also the reason why air travel is so expensive and why, uh, despite the the private company aspect of the airlines why it's pretty much only a government-run service and why so few people fall out of the air yeah well the and if the faa were to roll back most of their restrictions on flying uh, a couple things would happen first of all a lot more people would be falling out of the air because the safety record would not be as high that's true but um you could fly cross-country for 10 bucks um, you could, uh, you, instead of commuting on clogged freeways, you could commute by personal helicopter. Uh, the, the, I think we'd have our flying cars if the FAA were not so brutally restrictive. Now you can argue from the safety perspective that that's good because drunk driver on the freeway, a danger to a few people around them, drunk driver in the air, little scary. <laughs> Depends where you that. land. Yeah, because because it's not just who's in your car. It's also what you land on. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same thing for in a car. It's the thing is, if you know the the major difference between air transport and ground transport is if a car's engine just quits, which is the most common form of a failure of a car. You know, it's it's uncommon for a car to ram into something at high speed and crash. More commonly, your car just stops being able to propel itself and cars handle that gracefully. If that happens to an airplane, you're still fucked. Yes. Yeah. Things are going really poorly at that point. I'm just saying that I think that we would be a lot closer to our personal flying cars if there weren't so many regulations on who's allowed to fly and what you have to do. And you have to get government licensed. And I don't know. You can tell me if it's good or not. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see how this goes as far as kind of a taxi service of, you know, a flying car from back and forth downtown. It's an interesting concept. I'll give it that. But they're doing the test flights for a couple of weeks and they're using normal helicopters. And it's like 150 bucks each way, which not really, uh, I guess, not really extravagant, but a lot more expensive, you know, than driving or hopping on the train to go downtown. Yeah, but a lot quicker. And that's worth it to some people. Yeah, they're like 20 minutes, which is normally like an hour. It would yeah. be 20 minutes downtown. Uh, I guess if it gets to the point that these things are like self-man, you know, no pilot and totally safe, then maybe, but I don't yeah, know. You could commute by Amazon drone. Right. And then they can drop off a few packages while you're at it. Do you mind? You can yeah. have a cheaper out- flight outsource- if we could drop off a few packages on our way. Can you imagine outsourcing your survival to Amazon? No. Although they might <laughs> do it better than some people. I mean, they do have uh, they, they might do it better than some of the other people on the road, but I personally like being in control of my own vehicle. Thank you very much. Yeah, I may not be the most responsible person, but I am the person who is most responsible for my own self 
because I'm the person with the most to lose. This is true. This is true. So anyway, the Hyperloop in Cal- in uh, Canada is going to go from Calgary to Edmonton and cost $18 billion. <laughs> so they are, in fact, on the California model. Uh, they say that for 56% of the cost of the plane ticket, just about half. Uh, and by the way, that, that 56%, uh, they say that you can get from Calgary to Edmonton in 45 minutes instead of the three hours that it takes to drive. It'll be half the cost of a plane ticket. It'll be ready in 2035. And they don't say if that calculation of the cost of a plane ticket is going to be calculated before or after the economy of Canada crashes under Trudeau. So um, it's normally a three hour drive. I guess between Calgary and Edmonton. Servo said it took him two hours. He said, but maybe I was speeding. <laughs> That's possible. Were you going hyperloop? Uh, the, the article, the article I read said it was a three hour drive. But which they may I, be figuring that you're going the speed limit and uh, I, I, I'm not sure, but I do know that if you're apparently if you're in a, a, a underground tunnel with all the air pumped out in a train car, a maglev train held up by magnetic fields and propelling on at 200 miles an hour and trusting that every single component of that is working correctly and nothing goes wrong, then you can do it in 45 minutes. Yeah, all of this stuff sounds really fun until it breaks. Exactly. And the or, you know, the the California Hyperloop, which was going to go San Francisco to L.A. in an hour and a half. Except that they started that project, uh, what, 12 years ago. And, and they're, still uh, not they're not looping. Well, I mean, billions and billions of dollars have gone into the Pelosi's pockets over it. And and the Newsom's pockets and all of them. But. I don't think that uh, they've finished the project, but the company who's pushing this between Calgary and Edmonton is also in discussions to connect Dallas with San Antonio, Dubai to Abu Dhabi and Sydney to Brisbane. So um, they've got big plans and I don't think that there's a chance in hell they'll be ready by 2035, but I'm prepared to be happily surprised. Is this the same company that produces Rare Encounter? (laughs) It might be. They they go from Ohio to to Cortese and. They got to get that down quick, man. They got to get it down. They got to deliver the crappy ciders. Uh, Do you want to talk about these locked thermostats in Chicago? No agenda kind of hit that. And a number of other shows did. I mean, I I think we know this is where we're going with this. I mean, it happened in California. There are a variety of it happened to Gene, you know, from uh, unrelenting. He, He opted into one of these things in Texas. Luckily, he was then able to opt out where I don't know how quickly this can be done elsewhere, but this is something that I've been railing on for a while. Glenn Beck has been railing on this for like a decade that all of this smart stuff is going to end up biting you in the ass because the power company is going to say, Hey, no, uh, there's a shortage. So we're not going to let your washing machine run. We're not going to let your car charge. We're not going to let your air conditioning run. And as a, I mentioned in one of the other shows that I do even now, and it was random thoughts, Switzerland. There is a new law going into effect. Random thoughts, Switzerland. It should be. There's a a Switzerland edition of random thoughts. Now it's very good. It covered that. They are going to, if there is an, if there is an energy emergency, the law will be, you can't heat your home over 66 degrees Fahrenheit. If you do, you can go to jail for three years. When 
people in Switzerland were asked about that. They're like, that's entirely untrue. There is no emergency right now. So you could heat your house to whatever you wanted. But it's like, that's not the point. The point is when there is an energy emergency, because, you know, one's coming. Yeah, there's always one coming. Well, so, first of all, if you gov- give the government power to declare an emergency and then give them extra powers when it's an emergency, they'll just declare emergencies all the time. It's yes, what they do. And then they will take away and, and your second, rights. Uh, even if you assume that emergencies will only be declared when it's legitimately really, really extreme weather. Well, uh, really extreme weather happens. That's kind of the nature of weather. It will happen. And it's It's, like if the problem comes down to you have not prepared enough to provide everybody with the resources they need, that is on the government. That is a government failure. And rather than taking people's rights away, fix your shit, government. Well, my my position on uh, well, in particular, it was about the the uh, Colorado situation. My position was probably unsurprising. I couldn't get that upset. I there, there was a lot of ink spilled, and this is why I brought it. It a lot of ink spilled about. I can't believe people got you know got their thermostats locked, and what about people who you know are suffering heat stroke in their houses because they can't turn down the thermostat? And I'm like you totally opted into this shit. right you might have been too retarded to figure out what you were opting into but right all of the information was there and i cannot get upset plus if you looked at the screenshots of the, at least of the colorado one there was on the screen it said here's the instructions to opt out okay so problem solution i can't <laughs> right now the question was, would, really, could you immediately opt out or was that locked at that particular know. point? I don't know about that. You you might be screwed for that day or or even that season. Right. It might be it only takes effect the next month. But I'm just saying all of the warning signs were there and people need to take some damn responsibility for themselves. And if you opt into a system that, by the way, what you got in the, the Colorado one was you got $100 when you signed up and a $25 a year off your energy bill. That's going to change it. your life. Well, I mean, it, it, it might if when everybody's poor, but at the same time, thanks to Biden, a hundred dollars really doesn't buy much like a candy bar and a coffee. Right. Have but, to take a gas. Yeah. A lot less than that. Uh, so I can't get bothered by this. Now you want me to get really bothered. Then we talk about the, the pro- programs in Germany, Switzerland, where the places in Europe where they're saying, Oh, we're locking your smart thermostat and there is no opting out. Well, okay, that is, um, that's fascism. That's, uh, authoritarianism. That is, uh, your fucking government has run amok. But people in Europe don't need me to tell you that your government has gone a hundred percent authoritarian and is deciding to ruin your lives. And frankly, a lot of people in Europe don't seem to care. So maybe we just write that continent off. Well, a lot of people buy into this with, yeah, but if this doesn't happen, then the whole thing's going to crash because they don't have enough. They don't have enough power. And you're like, well, here's it's, the question. It's just not equitable. Right. Well, it's not, not equitable. Not, there are some people who aren't miserable. That's not equitable. We need to ruin their lives, too. The question, though, is that is rarely asked is, why don't you have enough power? And that's mainly because, oh, we're afraid of nuclear or we we wanted to demonize Putin so we can't buy his fuel anymore. Yeah. So it's like, wait, yeah, you made is, the choice to you made the choice not to have enough energy. And now you well, want us I, to I, suffer. I, let, let's be clear. The people who are going to be freezing to death in their homes this winter are not the ones who made the choice. The people who made the choice 
are all in in Brussels and in the other capitals, and they're the ones who are probably going to go ahead and build in an exception that says they get to use as much coal as they want to heat their own houses because it's only the plebs who freeze to death. The choice is being made by intense virtue signaling by the people running Europe saying, no, we don't want our citizens. We want our citizens to freeze to death because that's better than looking bad on the global stage. Hey, luckily for you, the only person that is monitoring the fuel coming in to heat your home is you. Well, that was the other point that I was going to point out, which is that uh, while I would never opt into any kind of system that decided that they wanted to control my thermostat, um, at the same time, I am completely immune and just wanted to gloat just a little bit <laughs> because I absolutely control how my house is heated because nobody from the government is coming in and fixing fires in my wood stove every day. Now, well, I was curious when I saw this story in Switzerland because the whole thing was based upon the indoor temperature, not how much fuel you would use to heat your home, which I found to be completely disingenuous because if somebody actually had a device as you do, you know, stove in the house that you could heat the home with by throwing firewood into it, well, you're not using fuel then. I mean, you're using something else, well, but the, you're the not firewood using is fuel. Right. But for what they're providing and saying there's a shortage of that's, petrol yeah. fuel not wood and and trust me there nobody is going to be able to tell me that there is a shortage of trees in the pacific northwest no you got a few there you could use them up <laughs> they're not going to go away you're not going to run out they, they literally grow like weeds everywhere that we don't do some kind of active land management trees eventually start growing well we just need to nuke that area you know i think china's on it <laughs> probably i just looked at the time and holy crap is it that usually how you end these things i just looked at the time and holy crap do you have somewhere to go do you have a dentist appointment yeah the bathroom <laughs> well we don't want that kind should, of uh, should have gone while you were reading csb's ad yeah there you go it's a very good ad it is a very good ad but with that said we plan on being back next wednesday for another fun or wait is next wednesday I have a dental appointment to get a crown. It may be next Do Wednesday. Not, no, stop making <laughs> dental appointments on Wednesdays. I have to see what time it is. Move your dental appointment to Friday. There's nothing important happening then. Yeah, you're right about that. Depends when the dentist is there. But uh, we'll let you know. Follow us on uh, the No Agenda socials and all that. With that said, hey, until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac. We're, we are old. We are falling apart. And we need a lot of dental appointments. And from America's left coast, where firewood will soon be declared racist. I'm Ryan Bemrose.